Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks with Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and... Soccer-style kicker graduated from Collar County High in 1976. Stetson University Honors graduate 1980. Holds two NCAA Division I records, one for most points in a season, one for... <laughs> for distance. Former nickname The Mule, the first and only pro athlete to come out of Collar County in one hell of a model American. That's Ray Finkel, not me. I'm Gringo Fantastico. <laughs> Legendary Luchador, Gringo Fantastico. Okay, I feel better now. To hell with that matchbox guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about Ray Finkel? <laughs> <laughs> this is my grace lad, sir. Sorry, I had to do that. I don't know why it popped in my head. I was like, what was nope, that line? <laughs> I used to know that all by heart. And like, I don't... I'm old and can't remember shit. But when I was like 16, when that movie came out, I knew all that shit. Actually, that movie came out way before I was 16. That movie, came, I was like 12, 11 or 12. No, I was 12 when that one came out. Yes. Well, speaking of older movies that you find out the age and it makes you feel old, that was a terribly worded sentence, but I think everyone understood it. Jurassic Park had its 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah. 20th? It's the 30th. Oh, 30th, yes. 30th. And I was like, 20th? Wow. I discovered that I'm dumber than I thought I was while was I that? was watching that movie with my mother. You didn't see so, the, the Velociraptor in the woods, did you? Well, when I was a kid, <laughs> you know the scene where the T-Rex is chasing the car and Ellie is yelling, shit, shit, shit? Mm-hmm. As a child, I thought she was yelling, chips chips <laughs> and even as a kid i knew there's no way she's yelling chips so for years i would watch the movie and listen super close then it clicked she's yelling chad and then it i, I ran into a new problem which was who the fuck is chad <laughs> so now watching the movie i'm trying to figure out who chad is like maybe chad is some guy with a gun that she knows is waiting for them or something and I could never figure it out, so I look over at my mother and go, Mom, who's Chad? And she looks at me, confused, and I go, well, she's yelling for Chad. Who's Chad? <laughs> and my mother gives me this look that just says, I'm raising an idiot. My son is a moron. And she says, she's yelling shit. They're being <laughs> chased by a dinosaur. She's yelling shit, shit, shit. Oh, that makes way more sense. So fast forward like 20 years later, I'm watching the movie with my mother. We get to the scene where Grant and Ellie are holding off the Velociraptor coming into the computer room. And at the scene where Grant finally calls Hammond and the raptor starts coming through the window, Hammond is on the phone and he hears all the commotion, he hears the gunshot, and he goes, Grant. And I thought he yelled, don't. <laughs> so I thought I was having a philosophical moment and just go, now here's the question. Was he yelling don't 
because he didn't want the dinosaur to hurt the kids or Grant or Ellie? Or was he yelling don't because it was his life's work and he didn't want the dinosaur hurt? And my mother looks at me with this look of, I raised a fucking moron. My son is an idiot. (laughs) And goes, he yelled his name twice. It was Grant. Grant! And I went, oh, that makes way more sense. And I had to save it somehow and just went with, boy, people in this movie are hard to understand. Dude, you know, you're not the only one that has that problem. Like, I've had that problem before. With fucking Home Alone, right? Like they, okay. little dog. Um, in Home Alone, they they would say things, and I would think they were saying something completely different. Like there was no, like it, I don't know, like when set so at the beginning of it, and he's like, he's like, how am I supposed to shave in Paris? And she says, she says, grow a goatee. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck she said. I thought it was something foreign. I thought she, because the other girl was just like, "You're what the French call les incompetents," and I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't understand what the fuck she was saying. Now, granted, I was ten years old when that movie came out, you know, and so I didn't understand. But like, so that I thought maybe she was speaking French when she was like "crogotee." I was like, "Wait, what? Like what? What she's saying?" And I'm even worse with with songs when I was younger. So you know that song Hey Man Nice Shot by Filter? Yeah. So for some fucking reason, and and I have an excuse, my friends make fun of me even still because of this. 13 years old when that song comes out. And I swear to God, when that song I thought the lyrics were He Man Nation. <laughs> and I don't know why. Well, I do my excuse is that there was an album that had come out the alternative the alternative rock era was weird it was a lot of like weird people with like super colored hair that acted all fucking crazy and cartoons were a thing like there was a whole fucking album where like alternative rock stars covered saturday morning cartoon theme songs and things like that and so it wasn't out of the question for you to hear something on the radio you know that's just like just a little weird you know like like and whatever so or like kind of like and homage to cartoons or something so it's like that's why i say he man nation i'm like oh like this guy's like he's and my and i was thinking it's like he's saying he man nation because and i didn't think anything about the next line saying what a good shot man i didn't even think about that (laughs) but like when he said he man nation i was like yeah he's he's like he's talking about alpha males in the world like it's just a bunch of he man nation you know like that kind of bullshit because there's also a lot of like weird counterculture shit going on at the time too so that's why I thought that. And that's there was lots of songs where I didn't realize that what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel for you, dude. I understand. I'm I was right there with you the whole time. Well, at least some stuff we did understand what they were saying. SmackDown happened and it was not bad. That's in the eye of the beholder. Fair. <laughs> like Okay, I'm now officially confused with the bloodline angle. So, we built up this whole thing, the confrontation between Jay and Paul, and Paul says he's got Jimmy a match for the U.S. championship, and at one point, Jay tells him, Paul, if I'm in the bloodline, you're out. How is that Jay's decision to make? 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I saw that too, and I was just like, "What's he talking about? Like, how's that a thing?" Is that like if he wins, he, he's not like if he wins that title, he's going to be the head of the bloodline, right? I don't, I don't like, understand I get, it. I get they're saying that Roman was grooming Jay to take over as the head of the table and the tribal chief and all that, but that's down the road. I thought grooming was like a th- stuff you weren't supposed to do to people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a weird pedo thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. One thing I was really late on, I didn't know grooming had two meetings for the longest. So when someone said this person was grooming somebody, like, oh, well, that's awfully nice. So I hope he's got a nice little brush and a nice shampoo station. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> So yeah, when it was the priest is grooming little boys, like, oh, well, that's nice of them. (laughs) Like, I'm sure they look all presentable and whatnot. That's pretty fucked up, Francois. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very fucked up. Oh, boy. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we had Santos Escobar versus Ali. With L.A. Knight on commentary, which was my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah, that guy's fucking gold. He's gold on the mic. He's gold in the ring. There's nothing that guy can't do, and they need to start recognizing that, and I hope they do at Money at the Bank. So, uh, Zelina Vega got mad at him. <laughs> oh, at L.A. Knight? Yeah, so L.A. Knight mentioned that she's just a gamer girl and games are for kids. It was something along those lines. And her response is, stop trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Although, to be fair, if you're going to rip off people, those are some great choices. You might as as well rip off, yeah, the two best ones, for sure. And you know what? Maybe he should, because that might be what we fucking need right now, is someone to take that roll up of the anti-hero like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah. You know. Now, and did you WWE get... needs an authority figure role somewhere? Cuz Adam Pierce is not cutting the mustard on that. No, he's not. He doesn't come off as respected. Like no. everyone talks down to him, everyone tells him what to do, and he does it. They need to bring somebody in who ends up getting it didn't work for baron corbin either because same thing no one gave a shit they need to have someone in there who's a legitimate you know i don't even like mick foley because mick foley's done that about a hundred times and no one cares about him doing that anymore not not taking anything away from foley because i love foley but what they need to do is they need to have some not the miz because that's fucking terrible they need to have like somebody in there that's like people are like someone that can really push their weight around like even even making it roman reigns like as the authority figure for the whole thing the head of the bloodline the head of the fucking of smackdown you know what i mean like he's booking the matches he's doing all this shit they have and so all the 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 faces the baby faces have someone they can unify together against i mean judging from the opening promo roman already is booking he got jay a title match (laughs) yeah well okay no reason Yeah, and then and then you get like a because you know because technically Jay is still a heel. Technically, yeah, and 
you're putting him in a match against another heel who everybody hates anyway. Like, that's just poor booking. Like, if I would put that match on in GM mode at WWE 2K23, like, the, the game would fucking yell at me. Like, it literally yells at you for putting two heels against each other. Like, you're not supposed to do that. It's like fucking common sense. Oh, kayfabe is dead. Yeah, sure is. Okay. Now, did you actually get to see this match? Because there was one spot that it terrified me, if I'm being honest. I saw some highlights, but I don't know what you're, which one you're talking about. So, Ali is standing on the steps, right? And Santos does a hurricanrana off the steps and wings the back of his head right into the stairs. Oof. Like, and they didn't show it, but you could hear the audible thud. And Rey Mysterio definitely went over to check on him. Yeah. So just throwing this out there, if you're doing a move where you swing to the ground head first, maybe don't do it on the stairs. Yeah. Just do it when you've got a little clearance is all I'm suggesting. Did he not put his hands up or anything to block it? I don't know. They actually didn't show the impact on camera. So, well, yeah, God, I hope so. <laughs> PG, PG. Unlike unlike AEW, where you got to see the placement of of what's his face on the uh, fucking table before Adam Cole before MJF landed on him, they have terrible camera people. That's what you get when you have camera people in in the business who don't know anything about wrestling. That's what happens. They expose you like a fucking nerve. Oh, still my favorite expose was John Moxley is blading. Zoom in. Yeah, watch him. You can see the razor blade. Let's let's zoom in so much we can see the brand of right. razor blade like, he's using. Oh, look, he's fiddling with his wrist tape. Let's get in on that. Oh, yeah. God. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, Escobar was... Uh... He wins, which, you know what? I was complaining about it a few weeks ago. The LWO are finally winning stuff, so good for them. And is, was that I a mean, money, money in the Bank qualifying match? Yes, it was. So Escobar is going to be in Money in the Bank? Yep. Well, maybe he'll do something cool in Money in the Bank to put him on the map. I mean, he does flippy stuff, and there are ladders. Fair. Who was Who was the one luchador... He was in Lucha House Party. I can't believe I'm blanking on his the name. Grand Metalik or Lince Dorado or It was actually the third one of oh, that Callis group. Callisto. Yeah. When he yeah. did Oh my god, when he did that flip over the ladder with the guy through the ladder bridge. Yeah. Dude, I thought he was a made man after that. Like that's a highlight reel forever. And then, but yeah, and after then, he no. did it, after he did it, they didn't book him in anything serious. He had a program going for a while. Didn't he have like a program going where he was um, wrestling, like going up against Braun Strowman and shit when Strowman was still a heel? Yep. He had like a big thing. Okay. And that was actually a captivating storytelling, I thought. Yeah. I mean, the problem is he was booked in, he was booked with really good people, but in a joke group. Like at the Lucha House Party literally came out with pinatas. How stupid is that to have pinatas involved? <laughs> Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, they were great when uh, the Lucha Dragons were great. Yes. 
because that was Callisto was a Sin Cara. Not the real Sin Cara, but it was Sin Cara. It was Hunico, yeah. 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 That, I love that. the whole story. I love the whole story of Mystico, Mystici, Sankara, Sankara Blue, Sankara Black. Like, yeah, it's like trying to figure out Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> <laughs> or Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom or Hearts time- is even worse. Like, if someone says to you, "Hey, what's the timeline for Legend of Zelda?" Like, you'll hurt yourself. Don't. <laughs> you know what? Whatever someone would say that to me, you know, you know what I'd say? Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer to anything confusing. That is a multiverse. Fuck, I even did a bit about the multiverse on my show. Yeah. I've done it twice. I love that that is now Marvel's solution for the movies. It's like, okay. Some of our actors keep getting in trouble. Multiverse. (laughs) Yep. Let's recast them through the multiverse. And then when they clean up, we can bring them back. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like... What's that? The actor who played Namor is being accused of stuff? Well, great. Multiverse, and now we can have the real Namor. Yeah, no shit, because that Namor sucked. Namor. No, (laughs) I want to see Submariner. That's what I want to see. Exactly. I don't want to see, like, whatever fucking Wakanda forever shit they fucking pull on these characters. That's the other thing. They're going to have to do something, because Namor is such a... Like, there's such a weird storyline between him and Sue Storm. Like, in in that universe, like, like Namor is, like, obsessed with her. But who the fuck, who the fuck in Disney decided that they wanted to change his name to Namor? Who Uh, the fuck? Was that a Kathleen Kennedy thing? That sounds like a Kathleen Kennedy thing. Sure, why not? Ah, God. It's amazing how many great projects she is connected to, and then when left to her own devices, just burns it all. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. So what match did we have next? Next we had... Well, we had... We had Sami Zayn confronting Jey Uso backstage, which tells me Roman Reigns definitely doesn't watch the show. Because how many times are these two going to have their deep tooth moment? <laughs> and... No one says anything. <laughs> like, not a single time does Jimmy or Solo or Roman go, Hey, just so you know, I DVR'd the show last week. Is there a reason you're going behind our back with Sami Zayn? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, fuck a doodle do. Which I guess gives credence to why <laughs> Paul Heyman has to call Roman Reigns all the time. Like, the, the they uh, I don't know man like that the bloodline storyline was great until WrestleMania and after WrestleMania it just turned to shit like everything they should have done with the storyline they didn't do and now they're trying to come make up for it with stupid shit like we're actually going backwards we started this yeah. whole thing with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and now we're going right back to Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Maybe they're trying to do something where maybe they're trying to do something with the rock where he comes in. You know, I don't maybe not to like go at I don't know, maybe not to like have a match with Roman, but maybe just to come back to like be like the mentor for Jay or something. Eh, sure, why not? I don't know. Like I I that'd be better than what they're doing. Right? I wish that we could have the multiverse where we could go back before fucking 
before WrestleMania and go into the booking sessions and be like, don't do this. Like you guys, like I've seen what happens and this, this never works out. Like you guys are just going to take a shit on your hottest storyline and your fucking hottest rising star. Who's fucking Sami Zayn, your hottest rising baby face. And you know what? They fucked him. They fucked him because they're trying so hard to push Cody. They fucked Sammy. They yep. could have done that. We were talking about this before. They could have done that match as a triple threat match. They could have done that match as a triple threat match. And and, and if one of them, and if Roman would have won the match, there would have been a reason. And then you could have had like a fucking rivalry with Cody and Sammy. And like, there could have been some like, you know, matches there you know there could have been like kevin could have been like an x factor and all they could have done so much more with that fuck they could have i mean turning kevin heel against sammy's been done about 839 times in the past five years so they can't do that but just have him i think it's going to happen 840 (laughs) yeah you think it'll happen again soon and like you were saying great now sammy and kevin are just stuck in tag team purgatory yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense and I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Well, speaking of tag team purgatory, we're going to get Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And <laughs> they're going to face, well, they're going to be eaten by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> and that will unify the championship of the NXT titles and the main roster. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they made an NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Like, you didn't have enough people for it. Because of the women's revolution shit they were doing for a while? Not that it's... I'm not saying that it was shit. I'm saying I'm saying it as, like, just like a... I don't know. The ambiguous not a, event that happened. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that the women's revolution in wrestling was shit, because it wasn't. It was actually some of the most interesting... Sh- shit that happens too and i mean like i'm not saying it's shit i'm just using shit as a <laughs> as a i don't know descriptive the, term <laughs> yeah not well, in the literal of, sense no shit's one of the best descriptors ever things can be long as shit short as shit hot as shit cold as shit <laughs> what do they say on south park like you can't say it as the they're like you can say oh I, man i have to go and crap and shit but you can't <laughs> say i have to go take shit <laughs> Was that on Night of a Million Shits? Yeah. Night of a Million Shits! (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're getting that match, which... Okay. Like, as I think about it, I think this is the first time we've seen Alba Fire and Isla Dawn on main screen television. Yeah. Main main roster television. How much do you want to bet that fucking those two fucking beat Shayna and Rhonda. I mean, God, I hope not. Not that I don't like Alba and Isla, but Rhonda and Shayna at least seem like badasses. You know what they need to do? It's fucking simple. They need to build, start building this now. They have this whole thing going on, and this is just the, this is the catalyst to the Rhonda Rousey, Shayna Baszler feud. Like, that would be fucking gold TV because the two of them like each other. Like, they're friends. They could put on a good fucking show. 
they could have a good as good of a match as Charlotte and and fucking Rhea did. Sure. You know, like I don't know, I don't know why they're not doing that. I am at least liking this run with the championship way more than I liked her last championship run. Okay, yeah, fair. But I think it's also because she has Shayna right there to help out if needed. Because Ronda, every now and then on the mic, just gets lost. Yeah, she's not real great on the mic, for sure. You're right about that. Which is so weird, because for someone everyone labels as such a bitch every time she talks, like... (laughs) Really? Because when she tries to, it's not good. Uh, let's see. We then got Bailey versus Mia Yim, which uh, any guesses who won that one? Yeah. Yeah, clearly Bailey. Because, you know, Mia Yim's a good talent and they're just not throwing her to the wolves. No, no. Here's what they've got Mia Yim doing. So AJ is on commentary. And after the match, Scarlet goes up to AJ and blows what looked like red Kool-Aid right into his face. And Cross just saunters through the crowd, shirtless, and puts AJ in the straitjacket. Mia runs down as if she's going to do anything to Cross, and Scarlet literally jumps into Cross's arms and they walk away. So is, like, so does Cross still look like an insurance salesman? Yes, he does. That has or not a, changed. Or a used car salesman. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it's an 80s joke. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, that, like, must we see Scarlet wrestle? Like. We don't need to. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen her in a match. I've seen her get physical and it's not super great no well the internet is the problem there like in the, the internet's been like screaming for scarlet to wrestle they like threw a goddamn temper tantrum when they took her out of the active roster section on the video game like oh, everyone God. got pissed they're like why isn't she a playable character she was a playable character before and now she's not a playable character if i was like fucking 2k i would be i took her i would just take her out of the game as spite I would just be like, oh, you guys are going to be dicks. Well, guess what? I'm going to take her out and your next. I'm going to Cody. Cody Rose is a referee. Sorry. <laughs> He's a referee. He can't play him as an act. He wasn't here in time for us to program him in as a. <laughs> That's why he never well, put me in charge of decisions like that. Well, gee, if only there was precedence of a beautiful woman at ringside and never getting in the ring, actually wrestling like, I don't know, Miss Elizabeth, just off the top of my head. Fucking woman. Right? right? Fucking uh, baby doll. Baby no, she, doll. Baby doll yeah, wrestled, but not really. With, yeah, I don't count the matches with Jim Cornette. Yeah. That was, those weren't matches. You know who could who had good matches? A female female valet who had a good fucking match? Beulah, Ma, Be, Beulah McGillicuddy. Oh, with Alfonso? When she fought fucking Fonzie. And I was like, gory, dude, they were like covered in blood. It was great. Dude, that was more brutal than some death matches I've seen. Yeah, it was great. It was one of my, on the um, the ECW DVD, it was called like Bloodbath or something. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. That was, that was a match on there. 
and I was like, I had not seen it before. I'm like, well, this will be interesting. I get to see Beulah. Beulah's kind of hot, you know? And I'm like, and Fonzie's cool, you know, like, because Fonzie is cool. Either, either Fonzie, they're both cool. You know, hey, um, you know, like, that was a cool fucking match, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see where Scarlet should be doing anything. There's no point. No, like just, it doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the part I love. Adam Pierce tells Bianca Belair to stay backstage and not interrupt the championship presentation ceremony to Asuka, right? Yeah. Promises Bianca she will be getting a championship match if she stays backstage. Now, I don't know if Charlotte is part shark and she can just tell when a new championship is in the air. <laughs> but of course, there's a new championship, so Charlotte comes back. Yep. Adam Pierce even tells her you have to get to the back of the line, and here's what we were talking about earlier. Her response, I don't get in the back of the line. I am the line. That's... Well, the internet's going to get mad again. Yep, and at at least Charlotte is now firmly a heel. Bianca has a very good reason to be pissed at her. Yeah. Like, at least they set up a few programs. It's just, I can't think of the Charlotte Flair return that wasn't for a championship. There, there never was one. You're right. Like, yeah, she always comes back and gets immediately thrown in the world title picture. And, and the women's championship picture. It's, it's amazing. It's like, she's going to surpass her dad's championship run record. Yeah. And she'll still have like half of her career to go. Yeah. She'll be like the 38 time fucking women's champion by the time she's done. If not, well, WWE has a, a boner for numbers right now. So they're going to go for the big 40. Right. 40 time women's champion. Whoever has had the, I think Charlotte's had the most championship runs. Um, I think so. I think she's up to like 13 at this point. Yeah. They're probably going for that. Because I mean, they know Rick's not going to be able to break it. You know? <laughs> Maybe you break a hip. <laughs> yeah, he and, and they, he and Conrad can put on another last match ever. Yeah, and they... Well, they said... um, Oh, God. um, John Cena was, like, at 15? I think he's 16? tied with Flair. 16, yeah. yeah. Why, why don't they bring... Why don't they do that? Why don't they bring, like, John Cena back and let him beat the record if they want to do all this record bullshit that they've been doing i thought when they brought cena back and he ended up feuding with theory i thought that's what he was coming back to do that's that would have been interesting like you've got a movie to promote and do the whole i've got one last run in me yeah speaking of what you'll like my little write-up later that i did for because we were talking about maybe trying to book aew stuff you know, and I wrote up a really good like scenario, and I'll have to I'll read that when we get to dynamite. You'll like okay. it. It's pretty good. It's so fucking easy. So anyway, what else did we have on crackdown? Uh we had Baron Corbin versus Butch. Okay. Which... Butch. So we had Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes in the crowd because Baron Corbin is feuding with well, he's having a match with Butch, 
but he's also feuding with Trick Williams. He's feuding with Carmelo Hayes. He's also feuding, we'll remember later, with Cameron Grimes. Jesus Christ. Like, for a guy who's booked like a complete joke and afterthought, man, he's busy. Yeah, they've got him fucking running all over the place. They just need, they needed a little bit of star power injected into NXT. (laughs) So they went to Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, anything would be good at this point for NXT. I mean, but they they actually, NXT's got, I mean, I really wish they were back to like not colorful and like the lights were dimmed down and it looked like a fucking studio show, you know, like it used to. Yes. When they, when they did it at full sale, are they still doing it at full sale? No, they're no, at the they do it at the performance center. center. They should just do it at full sale again. You know, um, I'm sure full sale would love to have them back. Oh, I'm sure they would. There's probably something that happened there, and someone got pissy about something. I don't know, but yeah, I'm betting know. what happened is they shut down because of the pandemic, and then they realized, oh hey, we have a building. Let's just do it there. Yeah, because didn't they do most of the... They did all, like, the Rawls and Smackdowns in there, didn't they? Yes. With the, all the, the fucking... Before the Thunderdome. Yeah, where did they... With the Thunderdome... Where was the Thunderdome at? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember the exact building. Dude, that was such a weird time period of wrestling. Credit to AEW, though. They at least did it right with some people in the crowd. Just... Yeah, the wrestlers' families and shit. Like, they definitely... They, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I don't believe them for one second when they said they were all quarantined together for that. Like, no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> bullshit. Especially when they're all in the because they're they're all in Jacksonville, right? The city's like, so nice they named it Jacksonville, as Ash Williams says on the Evil Dead, the series. So fun quarantine story. I at one point went to like a doctor's checkup, whatever. And this woman comes in. And when this whole thing started, they were asking, you know, do you have COVID? Have you been diagnosed with COVID? And this woman says, oh, yes, I just got diagnosed. I'm quarantining right now. (laughs) And the front desk staff, the doctor, myself, all look over like, I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't think I ever got COVID. I know that I've never tested positive for it, but I also only got the test once when there was like an exposure at work. Yeah. Well, Mike, we didn't have to leave. Like we didn't even leave our house during the pandemic. Like, well, we did. We went to all of our grocery trips were just like, we didn't go eat fast food at all, which is why I lost 60 pounds. Um, But we went to just sort of like the, the pickups at the grocery store, you know? Yes. And we wouldn't go in and shit like that. And cause yeah. So that was such a weird time period of everything. I do have a question. How much toilet paper are people using per wipe? I don't know. <laughs> they they would have, they, they would have saved money if they would have just bought a fucking bidet for their toilet. Right. Right. You know, or, you know, be super clean and get in a shower. Like, you know, <laughs> One of my buddies, he was panicking doing the whole, guys, what if we run out of toilet paper? What do we do? What do we do if we run out of toilet paper? And I'm so happy one of my friends just looks over and goes, washcloth? (laughs) (laughs) 
What like do you think they did solutions. with diapers? Yeah, what do you think they did with diapers before they had disposable diapers? Right. You know what I mean? They fucking use cloth diapers. Like, dude, you'll survive. Like, it might not be the most glamorous thing, but I promise you can make it happen. Yeah. I don't know why I said cloth cloth diapers. It might be the beer that I've been drinking. <laughs> but, like, as soon as that, this is how fucked up my brain is. I said cloth diapers, and the first thing that popped into my head was Back to the Future Three, where <laughs> fucking he's he's like, oh, well, look at you, you're you're uh, the first big fly born in America, and you peed on me. That's where my brain just <laughs> automatically went, and I don't know why. God damn it, I'm so broken. Jesus. So there was at this one assisted living facility my grandfather was at. This one guy. He decided he was gonna start dating again. He had Alzheimer's. It was he was gone. But he decided he's gonna start dating again. And like he decided it it's swing dancing is back and all of that. It depends on so, the year. It might have been. The the way they would talk him into cleaning himself is someone would say, Look, you're gonna be dating again. Girls love a guy with a clean diaper. And he would just get himself so worked up of like, gonna go out, gonna go swing dancing, and all right, let's clean. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I clean with? And you're like, depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking dumb. Just like uh, the next match, <laughs> which was EO Sky versus Shotzi for no reason. And I just put as a note on here. I mean, it's not really a question of who's going to win this match. Io wins with a moonsault after Bailey. Bailey pushes Shotzi off the top rope. Shotzi swings forward and wings her head on the turnbuckle on the way down. Like, not the metal post or anything, but yeah. still. Just on the pad? Yeah. Once Weird. again, proving Shotzi will attempt to hurt herself. And once again, proving man can fly. They just don't know how to land yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you ever see the movie Soul Plane? No, I don't think so. So the entire concept is Kevin Hart's character buys an airline. Okay. And one of the pilots he gets is Snoop Dogg. Oh, God. And so they're flying and they realize Snoop doesn't know how to land. <laughs> And he's afraid of heights. Well, then he goes like, yeah, man, I, I studied with these guys over here. And he shows him a picture. And they very much insinuate he learned to fly with the hijackers from 9-11. <laughs> so he used Microsoft Flight Simulator. like <laughs> Just like they did. Oh, I'm like, that's yeah, that's why up. he never had to learn how to land. <laughs> Wow. Holy fuck a doodle doo. That is nuts. Funny. <laughs> Not funny, but funny. I guess. Am I it hasn't been long enough where we're allowed to, it's been twenty-three years, right? Like twenty-two years. We should be able to laugh now, yeah. Yeah, I think we're allowed to now. Or no, it's gotta be like twenty-three point six years or some crap. I don't remember. Oh well then shoot, we're like a few months early. Yeah. I think that's what South Park says. Like, there's like, it's, it has to be like 23.6 years or something like that in order to be allowed to laugh because that's when AIDS got funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, going around Twitter, someone posted, let's put up pictures WWE really doesn't want you to see. Oh, no. And one of them was Jared Fogel in the middle of the WWE ring. <laughs> His name is in the subway font. Of <laughs> it was when they were doing the guest hosts on Raw. Oh, like, man. Oh, darn. His name is Jared. He lacked them subs. He lacked to eat them subway sandwiches. Okay. I'll stop. Well, hey, that was more fun than Austin Theory with uh, Caleb Braxton backstage. And <laughs> he flat out said he was never informed of this match happening. <laughs> well, he probably wasn't. Because Roman Reigns booked it, right? Like no one right. told him. Like, uh, so yeah. Then we switch to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage, and the whole thing breaks down into we're gonna get a tag team gauntlet match next week between LWO, the Brawling Brutes, Pretty Deadly, the Good Brothers, and the Street Profits. And the Bad Brothers. Of these and, teams... and an actual tag team of two street prophets who are right. holding signs that say the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see two bums come in there and challenge the street prophets tag team. They're like, look at me. I, I pooped my pants and haven't showered in 17 <laughs> days. Oh, we have a lot of that where I am. Ooh. And one of them... Every time you see them, you just have this, like, do not talk to me. Do not talk to me. Do not talk to me. And then they talk it's, to you. He walks up to me and just goes, the end is near, just like you said. And I looked <laughs> at him and went, well, God, I hope it get here soon so I don't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Who is that fucking... I am the absolute worst about that. Like, I walk past this guy, I'm wearing black pants and a white collared shirt, and he just goes, hey man, I gotta make fun of you real quick. You look like the Blues Brothers. My brain didn't think this, but my mouth couldn't be stopped. Oh no. And I just look over and go, yeah, and you look like that STD is doing a number on your face. Oh my god. That's so mean. Now, here's the thing. Did he have an STD on his face? Did he have anything wrong with his face? I don't know. I didn't even look at it. But I know if you say that, there's no coming back. Yeah, that is... that is Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well, it's not as bad as what Gloria does when, they're, when there's bums that are just like hanging out or something and they're begging for money. They'll be like, hey, you have a, you have a spare buck or two? And she fucking hands some fucking applications for gas stations <laughs> <laughs> she and she'll tell taco bells right over here you're standing right next to it they she goes see that giant sign right there that says help wanted like go over there and get a fucking job that's my blushing bride <laughs> you know Not me. i'm always nice i won't <laughs> I, usually when we pull up to a corner and there's a bum standing there and I have the kids in the car, I pull the Clark Griswold, roll them up. <laughs> <laughs> roll them up. I, uh, I think Gloria has, has this beat, but my personal favorite, this one girl I was with, this nicest, sweetest girl on the planet. 
and this bum asked her for money. She legitimately didn't have any on her and says, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't have any, but I really hope you get back on your feet. Like she was the nicest girl you could possibly know. Then as she's walking away, the guy looks over and goes, yeah, well, you have a fat ass. And oh my God, the switch flipped. <laughs> and she looks back and goes, yeah, well, I'm taking my fat ass home. and i just kind of looked over like i am so proud of you dude when i was young i worked at a at a place i'm not gonna say where it is because i don't want to get in trouble for this but i it was more like self-defense at that point um there was a guy that would wait outside after we closed the place up and he was always standing real real ominous you know and he'd come up and he'd be like you know i I want your money like he he wouldn't like pull a gun on you or anything be like i want your money I'd be like, uh, you know, and then so like then he'd do that all the time. We just ignore him. But then like a couple nights, uh, one night he, my employee, female employee goes out there and she gives them like 20 bucks. Right. Oh, dude. Yeah. And so then a couple nights later, I'm working and the guy comes out and he's like, "Eh, I want 20 bucks. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have 20 bucks. And if I did, you know, I would not probably wouldn't be it wouldn't give it to you i'd give you a couple bucks for something to eat and then he got he like grabbed me and started and, and now okay so i'm a war veteran <laughs> you don't fucking grab me and i have ptsd so you don't want to grab me um and the guy grabbed me and so he was like I, I know you got money and he started shaking me i'm like and i got i was like i gave him one last chance i was like bro you're gonna have to let me go right now or I'm going to hurt you. And then he got little like clenched fists and started getting a little like, like, he's like, you got the money and I'm going to get that money from you. And I said, okay. And I went to my car <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and he followed me over there. And then he, uh, uh, I opened the door and he tried to get by me to get into my car. And my cricket bat happened to be sitting right there where I got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> And he tried to come up on me, and I just thwack him right in a fucking kneecap. <laughs> and then I said the line that Bucho says in Desperado right after I did it, because my brain, like yours, doesn't think sometimes. And I said, you'll never dance again. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're here again, I'll show you this cricket bat and the dent that's in it from that shot. <laughs> again now yeah, in my I'm... defense i was highly medicated at that time <laughs> on, on lots of antipsychotics so it's still amazing to me how heavy a cricket bat is oh fuck yeah yep yeah it's uh interesting but the guy now, never came back i'll bet not you didn't have to worry about him again so and then I yelled at my employee for giving him 20 bucks. I'm like, I had to fucking hit somebody because you were stupid. <laughs> had that South Park episode come out yet where the bums come into South Park? Kyle it, gives one of them money. I don't think it had come out yet, no. But that is funny. It got any change, change. And then he sends them all to fucking what, Glendale? Yeah. <laughs> 
like uh, Randy Marsh ends up giving away all of his change trying to get through them. So he's like, oh no, I don't have change for the bus. Change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gerald, yeah, Gerald. Yes, that's who it was. It was the one guy, like, he was up on the roof with him. And he's like, oh, the bank just foreclosed on my house. We don't have a house. I'm homeless. And they're like, what? And he's <laughs> like, I'll, I just need a little bit of change. He <laughs> <laughs> fucking shoots him. And his head explodes. The only thing left is his bottom part of his, his fucking bottom teeth. That's <laughs> so terrible. Uh. No. Now, I, I don't know about you, but for the main event of Jay versus Austin Theory, I did not care about the match. I wanted to see what was happening afterwards. Okay. Like, I'm noticing that about Bloodline, is you can almost skip the match just to see where they're going. Yeah. Or skip to but, the end of the match. Right. So, yeah, Pretty Deadly end up attacking Jay Uso. Jimmy comes down. And he evens the odds with Jay. Then Solo comes down and attacks Jimmy. Which I just did not understand that part. Like, couldn't this be Jimmy trying to get back into the good graces? Or does Solo just have a, that's the guy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh... But would you like the line of the night? Yes. Like, th this whole thing... It was a two-hour show to a 10-second funniest thing I heard all night. Okay. Paul Heyman has his phone up and goes, Paul Roman Reigns. And just as they fade to black, you hear a guy in the background go, His phone isn't even on! <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I got to watch the replay of that on, on Hulu and see if it, you can hear that. Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, my God. Like, you know, we're going to do that live on the air right now. Like, that dude, uh, that dude, we need his Twitter account. We need his Instagram. He needs to get some sort of thanks for the service he provided. Yeah, it's like the guy I played Overwatch with one time. I had to I had to try to find that guy because we were playing and he was on the opposing team. And I was laughing so hard at his fucking screen name, his gamer tag, that I was like playing so bad because I was rolling and crying and I couldn't see. The fucking guy's name was Too Hot Carls. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I couldn't focus on the game. I, I messaged him afterwards and I go, Well played, sir. I love <laughs> it's like you have the greatest gamer tag in Xbox. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't tag him for it. I'm going to pull this up. I want to see if this guy says this on Hulu. So those Call of Duty games, here's yeah. how apparently detailed they are. All the Marines would play Call of Duty on their time off, which Fair. is weird to me because that's like, it's I'm like a garbage man by day, and at night I play Garbage Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. really, you look over going, you just did this. <laughs> but, so apparently this one dude's playing this guy and they're in some town I, I think it was Fallujah actually and <laughs> the kid's guiding them everywhere telling them which way to go where to go where to hide and all that and they just go wow you've played this game a lot now I wasn't there for this but apparently the kid responds with oh yeah that's my hometown oh shit which like it's that detailed wow 
Like, okay. I thought for sure it would be like one of those, like, like in Halloween, where we're supposed to pretend they're not in California. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got this pulled up. Yeah, turn it on the side so I can get it better. I just realized I don't know why I'm leaning forward when I have headphones in. And Jey Uso still has yet to make a decision. He did not only that, not only that, but he says it like four times. Right. <laughs> you can hear the guy in the background going, his phone's not even on. You see that? You see that? His phone's not even on. Hey, his phone's not on. <laughs> yes, we need to find out who that guy was. Right. Who was that masked man? <laughs> who made SmackDown entertaining for about two seconds? <laughs> Poor Paul Heyman is sitting there going, this was way easier when I had that giant suitcase phone. <laughs> if I am ever in the front row for an event for wrestling coming up soon and Paul Heyman's near me, I'm just going to start yelling that. Just <laughs> randomly. Just like, his phone's not even on! <laughs> well played, sir. Sir, if you're listening to this show, which you probably aren't, but if you are... <laughs> There's a non-zero chance. <laughs> thank you. From legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico for making SmackDown good for about two seconds. His phone's not even on! <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. That made my fucking night. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It wasn't even that he just said it once. Like every you'll hear that, but he just kept going. It's not even on. <laughs> you guys see that? His phone's not on. <laughs> I'm going to take a sign to the next wrestling event. I don't care if it's an indie promotion. I don't care if it's SmackDown, Raw, AEW. I'm just going to have a giant sign that says, his phone's not even on. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. That needs to be the next thing Darcy paints. Like, like Darcy always paints on her chest, like, love wrestling or all that. She needs to paint his phone wasn't even on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her that. I'm gonna tell her that. I'm like, you, you need to, you need to. Be... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm all right. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. Smackdown, <laughs> Smackdown, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten because of the one fucking. And, and it wasn't. It was. It wasn't even like a fucking like. Just some guy who was just like, being like hey, 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 let's phones it on. It was a guy who was legitimately concerned and upset. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman's phone wasn't on. He wasn't just like, he wasn't in the background be like, hey, bro, did you see that? His phone's not on. No, this guy's like, what? I can't believe it. His phone's like, not on. Like he needed to raise awareness of the fact that Paul Heyman's phone was not on. <laughs> That's a new hashtag. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna tweet Paul Heyman every day 
the hashtag your phone's hashtag his phone wasn't on <laughs> i'm gonna do it right now go for it i'm gonna do it right now and people are gonna be like what <laughs> okay this is turning into so meta <laughs> because our pod yeah, i was getting ready to put because our podcast is so meta <laughs> Wait, I got to put the name of it, too, because WWE people might see this. Right. Head. (laughs) (laughs) If you get a single fuck you from Paul Heyman, it's all worth it. (laughs) I will tweet out at the same time we are recording to tell Paul Heyman... Heyman Hustle, right? And that what it yes. is, yeah. To tell Paul, to tell Heyman Hustle, hashtag. <laughs> Your phone wasn't even on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no one's gonna get that, but us, and then people who right. listen to the podcast are gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Why is this not even funny?" <laughs> And to them, you have to say, no, you had to suffer through two hours for a 10 second joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that fan single, I'm even tweeting this, that fan single handedly <laughs> made SmackDown amazing. <laughs> Make sure you hashtag SmackDown. I did. (laughs) Uh, CC Gene Roddenberry. Um, (laughs) Okay, I did it. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) The tweet says, because our podcast, Headlines, Headlines, and Hijinks is so meta, I will tweet out at the same time we are recording to tell Heyman Hustle, hashtag your phone wasn't even on. <laughs> that fan single-handedly made SmackDown amazing. There we go. You heard it here first. Oh, shit. Okay, I well, feel better now. Well, it's been liked and retweeted. <laughs> Oh, fuck it, it'll do. Okay. All right. This is what happens when I, I'm going through beers here. Right? <laughs> One beer. Two beers. Three beers. <laughs> <laughs> in, in an hour and 15 minutes. For me, that's a lot of beer because I'm not a drinker. So. You know, I love that scene in the Big Bang Theory where... Bernadette's father comes in and he's got like two six packs. And she's like, Oh, you brought beer for everybody. He's like, Yeah, I guess it's for everybody. <laughs> I love that character. Right? <laughs> he's so oh. good. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> we've already had... ahead to Raw. We've already had li- another like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Rhea gets a new belt. Yeah, I saw that, and it's like, eh, okay. Like, same as Seth's belt. 
and Dominic comes out to nuclear heat. Yep. Again, I, you know, like, I don't even know where the heat is coming from now at this point. Maybe, I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> maybe it's Latino heat. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. That's way better than me. I was thinking everyone was just jealous that he gets to be next to Rhea Ripley the whole time. Because of his Latino heat. <laughs> Isn't that how, like, Jerry Lawler used to say it? Latino heat! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was an there was an episode of Raw where <laughs> Eddie is on commentary and he's trying to teach JR how to roll the R. <laughs> and JR is not playing he's having none of it. <laughs> oh. Like picture JR in AEW now, but it was like 10 years earlier. <laughs> gonna be okay all right continue <laughs> uh so yeah cody is challenged to a match by everyone's favorite american flag cody rhodes no <laughs> cody is dominic is challenged by cody yeah okay you said you know you said cody was challenged by cody <laughs> oh <laughs> was it like a mortal Kombat mirror match remember those <laughs> well yeah this is dashing cody rhodes and this is american flag cody rhodes then we've also got Stardust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stardust. Jesus Christ. This is like going to be the worst match ever. <laughs> oh. Whoa! You're only smoking mirrors! Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. We then had Cody versus Miz. Yeah, and another who gives a shit booking. Right. Like, I mean, it was a fine television match, just Miz doesn't win, so no Why? one was interested. Yeah, Miz hasn't had a, a compelling storyline in like five years. You know what Miz needs? In, to make any of this work, Miz needs a, he needs a heavy. He needs a muscle of some sort. Which is what I thought they were going to do with Bronson Reed. Right? That's what they like, were doing with Tommaso Ciampa. But Ciampa's not really a heavy. I mean, he's a badass, but... He needs he needs his own Satinum Singh, but someone who actually does something. Yeah. You know, they, you know, what, they, you know what they should do? I was talking about the authority figure thing earlier. They should have a match where all these wrestlers are competing in this giant fucking battle royal to see who's going to be the new GM. And the Rob. winner is Von Wagner. Oh God! No, the winner would be like it would be okay. So they they did this once before when when William Regal became the commissioner or whatever, but he had to have a match with Al Snow, and I was like, oh shit, that would have been the greatest match ever, the greatest commissioner ever, Al Snow. <laughs> like everything on that show would be wacky as fucking weird, and it'd be like a goddamn dream come true. <laughs> But no, I'm saying it'd be funnier if the GM was Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> and just no one can get an answer out of what's he happening. Just shows, he just shows drawings of things he wants to happen. <laughs> He's got a sketch pad. He's... <laughs> he draws up. 
and all of them all of them have the miz getting bumped some terribly like it has nothing to do with anything but the miz is just getting bumped horribly in the background you know who my all-time favorite authority figure is and it'll blow your mind because you're not even going to remember this person uh was it the girl from ecw so moving on (laughs) (laughs) i was right you were because i love here's what would happen if a guy walked in she gave the pretty eyes and she would bat the eyes and all that if a girl walked in even if it was a girl that she wasn't mad at she gave the absolute bitchiest look ever and i finally figured out like no that's not her acting that's just her <laughs> yeah she got in trouble for like her she wouldn't she get like a domestic abuse thing or something she and she drew mcintyre got into a fight in a hotel lobby is that what it was was it drew mcintyre i believe so yes yeah okay yeah that's when they were in tna or whatever wasn't it uh no that was when they were in wwe and then she went to he got fired and she eventually found her way to tna her name was um Taryn Terrell. She had a yeah. great match with Gail Kim and had the greatest beginning to a ladies' song ever. It was Christy Hemi. She's a hot mess. <laughs> Christy Hemi. <sighs> Who in TNA used, and I'm not making this up, the fire crotch guillotine. Oh my god. Yep, that is a real name to a move that she, the announcers, Mike Tanay, had to call the fire crotch guillotine. <laughs> Surprise, he's didn't like give us some weird like Spanish name like he does for like all what he used to do for all the moves. This is the Corn Scallon fucking Hurricane Rana fucking plancha el paco or some bullshit that he's right. he come up with the weirdest fucking names for shit as it, it was what they were actually called but no one fucking here knew that right <laughs> we were like he flew over the ropes like like most people just go with dive but okay mike Tanay is responsible for everyone in america knowing what the word plancha means that's, that's very true actually. right and and he was the one that made people stop calling it a Hurricane Rana, or stop calling it the, the Frankensteiner and start calling it the Hurricane Rana. That was all Mike today. Oh, I so preferred the Frankensteiner. But then it just became Scott Steiner would do the Frankensteiner. Yeah, tope, and the Tope Suicida. Like, that was a, that was a fucking Mike today. like... <laughs> Well, the tope uh, con that, that's a tope suicida. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm sitting there at like 18, 17 years old. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, the fucking, that's a plancha. <laughs> right, like, where the fuck is my Spanish to English dictionary? This is bullshit. You know, Ophidian, Ophidian doesn't like me very much because I insulted his plancha. I told him his, <laughs> really? plancha, his plancha was weak. I'm gonna have him on this show, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss this. We're gonna discuss this. I mean, I still think if your name isn't Darby Allen, you don't need to do a suicide dive. No, <laughs> like that guy is the only one. He throws his body like a missile. It's, it's unbelievable. It's because only weighs like 35 pounds. Yeah, but everyone else does the suicide slightly push. Hey, I don't like that. It's just basically like a palm thrust. <laughs> through the ropes 
Ah, yeah. Your phone was off. <laughs> oh, I still love the head palm shoot off. <laughs> like the you know where they tap the per shoot off. Yeah, where like the person just grabs the back of the head and then the guy runs at mock Jesus to the ropes. <laughs> Is that a technical term, mock Jesus? <laughs> I heard it once, don't remember where, but yep. Like you know what? God bless always... whoever came up with that. Right. The the term I use non-zero chance. That is from one of my favorite interviews. It's a lawyer for a politician who's definitely in trouble. Oops. And they basically say, is it true the politician? And they list off like a laundry list of crimes. And the lawyer just says, there is a non-zero chance, my client. <laughs> like, non-zero? Okay. Uh, fucking arm of this chair sounds like I'm farting. <laughs> <laughs> the flatulent chair arm. Your phone was off. Your phone wasn't even on. <laughs> I know it's getting Sorry, old I'm already. Stuck on that. <laughs> it's getting old already, but it's still funny. No, it's still funny for now. Go for it. <laughs> our our post, our, the post has five likes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, people who didn't like each other, <laughs> Becky <laughs> Becky Lynch is really stretching with this one. She says the person who holds real. I'm not doing the accent. The person who holds ah, real power person, in WWE. The person that holds the real power. <laughs> In Becky's logic, the person who holds the real power is not the champion. Even though Roman Reigns can apparently book Jey Uso in championship matches. But the person who holds real power is whoever has the briefcase. Huh. Which... Just like Wall Street. Right. (laughs) I'm not like real Wall Street. I meant the movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Charlie Sheen, Ben Vereen, shrink to the size of a lima bean. I think that was on so, like I think that was on Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, so, did you get to see Chelsea Green versus Trish? No, because they cut. That was actually cut out of the of the Hulu. Because um, when you don't record it. Mm -hmm. You get an abridged version of it on Hulu. So can I, here's why I think it was cut. Okay. Here's the best way I can describe Chelsea's ring gear. This woman has a lot of faith in the seamstress. Okay. Like, Like it was all just straps. That's it. There was not much solid material. Wow. Which it looked a lot like, do you remember Nikita Lyons's gear? Yeah. Where you just kind of looked at it and went, that is a wardrobe malfunction waiting to happen. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be a creeper now and look. (laughs) See what it looked like, what you're talking about, because, like, I can't. All right. So. Was it it Chelsea Green versus Trish? No, versus Becky. Oh, versus Trish actually wasn't there. Becky is now feuding with Trish, who's not there, while Cody is feuding with Brock, who's not there. Ah, okay. 
All right, I'm looking. Hold on. But for those curious, Becky went for the manhandle slam. Chelsea turned it into a roll-up, but Becky hits the disarmer for the victory. Get it? Disarm <laughs> her. That's so, that's so dumb. <laughs> the woman likes puns. She sure does. At least her phone was on. Just just like orange punch. Right. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. It was just like a bunch of straps. That was pretty much it. Yeah, there wasn't much material there. No. Oh well. The, the how to wash tag might be the best piece of material. <laughs> <laughs> Dry clean only. Which hey, there's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, like there's a lot of parts that could go wrong. There, yeah, I mean, there have been a slew of wardrobe malfunctions from wrestlers over the years, right? Like the time Jake the Snake Roberts pulled down Rick Rude's pants on Saturday Night's main event, and we all got to see <laughs> the, the. Apparently, Rick Rude doesn't have an ass or a penis. Apparently, he has a black hole. It's like an right? abyss, a black hole that follows him around everywhere. Yeah, that's what that's what I always thought when I was a kid. I was like, Rick Rick Rude has a black hole where his butt should be. <laughs> so. You know that was Vince McMahon's idea for Christian? Was he wanted to put a black no a blue dot. I don't know why, but it had to be blue over well, Christian's face. Really, you don't you don't know why Vince McMahon had a blue dot on the mind. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Vince's money's kept his blue dot from getting on the internet, probably. (laughs) Okay, so Judgment Day's backstage, right? And apparently, it's super smoky wherever the Judgment Day is. Like, it looked like 12 people were in a small room vaping, and someone just opened the door. (laughs) I was getting ready to say, where were they vaping? Right, like, and you watch it just going, you are still in an arena. We, why is it smoking? <laughs> like, isn't this cause for uh. concern? Did is this trauma? And <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so uh, yeah, we got Priest versus Riddle. <laughs> yeah, and I don't give a shit about that at all. Well, I'm glad we both feel that way. Like, honestly, who gives a shit? Like, I'm so sick of Matt Riddle. Like, when he was gone, it was great. Dude, he's just annoying. That's really what it boils down to. He's just fucking annoying. And really, just, like, it's nothing... I don't even know if I can say he's a lovely person, but, dude, like, that whole... Yo, bro, so right? Like, it's so irritating. That's because that character probably would have been fine if he would have teamed up with fucking John Laronitis in like the fucking early 90s. He's like a dynamic, he's like the dynamic dude that we didn't want. And we already (laughs) didn't want the other dynamic dudes. (laughs) He was the, he was the third, he was the third stringer dynamic dude. And we're stuck with him now. He's the fucking Jacoby Brissett (laughs) of surfer wrestler gimmicks. 
Was it was it Giant Baba's wife that loved Johnny Ace in Japan? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Which even that you look at her and go, you could do better. <laughs> yeah. She probably like was a, the... she probably was a big Jeff Farmer fan too. <laughs> Have you seen the video of Jeff Farmer cut that promo when he's like really young? No. And he's sitting there online. He's sitting there going, and, yep. And yeah, he's like all confused and he's just like talking. He's like, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there and I'm gonna fight him. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna fight him. Oh, this is funny as fucking shit. Some funny shit. I need to. I'll post a link up for it on on Twitter because it's if I can find it because it's ridiculous. I used to know this guy's name, but I think the best the best non promo I've ever seen. It was a squash match. I want to say it was Ryback, but these two guys are in the ring. One of them has the mic. He goes to talk and just goes, "Hello, my <laughs> name," and hands the mic to the other guy. <laughs> That was it. Just hello, my name. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude, this was your moment. <laughs> I think this is, yep, this is the right one. This is one. I'm going to go ahead and post this up on YouTube for everybody because silly. It's, it's silly. <laughs> it's silly. Like his facial expressions are just, and the announcers just like looking at him like, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> he's like yep <laughs> now jeff farmer do you know you do you know who jeff farmer is i know that i know the name i'm he, not placing much of a career he went on to be nwo sting okay like he was a really good talker in wrestling but that was like what he made what made him famous was as nwo sting I'm trying to get the link up for everybody. So yeah, in the men's money in the bank, we have Ricochet, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Damian Priest, Butch, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Personally, I'm hoping LA Knight wins it, but do you have a prediction on that? Who is it again? We have Ricochet, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Damian Priest, Butch, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, you already know Logan Paul's gonna be is gonna win that. Oh God, must he? Yes, you know that's gonna happen on Raw. I can guarantee it. Like he's gonna fuck show up on Raw. He's like, I'm joining the Money in the Bank match, and then he's gonna win because Vince has a boner for that dude. Well, it's better than what he usually had a boner for, I guess. <laughs> Nails, apparently. <laughs> 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 oh shit. And it all comes back around to that. <laughs> that was so funny, though. <laughs> oh, so after the match with Riddle and Priest, Gunther and Kaiser come down to the ring because I had totally forgotten this even happened because it was such a throwaway segment. Riddle beat up Giovanni Vinci and Kaiser Wilhelm. So they go to the ring... Gunther stands face to face with Priest, and Priest just says, Go pick the bones. And pick the bones they did. They just beat the hell out of Riddle for a little bit. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, that's always it's always fun to watch Matt Rule get his butt kicked, right? <laughs> and they're taking Natalia down that great direction that always works, where she starts off with saying, "Being herself hasn't gotten her anywhere, and maybe she doesn't know how to be herself anymore." Which makes no sense because if being yourself got you nowhere, then it's probably good you forgot how to be yourself. Maybe now you can get somewhere. So next week she comes out down to the ring as Emmalina. <laughs> She'll be the third incarnation. Yep, Emmalina. Yeah, because in the second one, the other, the other no talent. Well, Emma is actually a good wrestler, but the what's the the girl that's like really, really attractive but has no goddamn in ring talent at all? Lana. Not Lana. Um, the one that everyone hates who keeps showing up. Um, Maxine Dupree? No, no, no. She was. She's not there now. She was like. She was there with oh. uh, Piper Niven. Like she's the one who named her Dewdrop. Oh, Eva Marie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like very attractive girl, lady. Very attractive lady. But goddamn, no fucking in ring talent at all. Jesus. She's super into hunting now. She must be hanging out with Lacey Evans. That sounds like some <laughs> Lacey Evans does. <laughs> well, let's see. We then got Ricochet versus Bronson Reed. Oh, wait. No, no. I had to mention this. So she leaves and we immediately switch to Kevin and Sammy being interviewed. They're yeah. interrupted by Gunther and Ludwig. And It's Ludwig. 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 So, Kevin has talked into putting the championship on the line against them, which I guess, thank God, there's no real format to this show, and the wrestlers just keep making matches backstage. <laughs> uh. I mean, theoretically, being the booker at WWE in kayfabe is the easiest job. You do nothing. You book the opening match, and then the wrestlers book the rest of the show as it goes. <laughs> God. Uh, well, let's see. We had Ricochet versus Bronson Reed, which could be good. It was. It was all right. Yeah. Like it was the match you expected to be. Ricochet bouncing all over for the big guy, and then it devolves into Ricochet gets thrown into Shinsuke Nakamura, who's on commentary but not talking. Well. I mean, he, he doesn't have a real strong, like, grasp on the English language. Like, he, he can speak English, but he's not, like, real great at, like, being clear. Like, a lot of the time, you really have to listen to him to understand what the hell he's saying. So that's probably I totally why. agree, which is why I say, don't put him on commentary. I mean, if they made it, like, kind of funny, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like, remember when they had super crazy, like, they were trying to talk to him about all this shit, and then he would just just look up and go, see? <laughs> God, super crazy is in my top ten favorite fucking luchadors. He's, he's probably, well, actually, he's in my probably my top ten favorite wrestlers to watch. Oh, I love going back and watching that match. It was super crazy against Little Guido, and, against uh, Mikey Whipwreck. At one night stand. Yeah, oh God, I'm so jealous that you were there. Oh, I wasn't there for the. Yo, you were at the next one. I was one. there for. Th yep. Yeah, like I would have loved to have been there for this. For Wait, the first one. I tell a lie. I was at the first one. Were you? 
No, because Balls didn't have a match at the first one. He just came in for a quick schmoz with Axel. Dude, okay, have you ever talked to, ball, to Balls before? Only once. He was outside of an arena, and he was signing for fans. He was so cool. Yeah, fucking Balls was great, dude. Like, he was a fucking cool guy. Him, Axel was Axel too. Axel was really great when you caught him on the right day. He was he was great. Like I like I was telling you earlier, I've had so many fucking conversations on the phone and in person with Axel Rotten. Like just that guy cracked me the fuck up when you catch him on it. When you caught him on a good day. R.I.P. You know Axel. Balls, you know balls was balls. a vampire. <laughs> was he? Well, in, in an interview, he said he and his significant other would drink each other's blood. <laughs> and the interviewer asked, like, oh, do you do that with anyone else? And he just goes, no, I'm very monogamous about my blood drinking. <laughs> like, I was wondering if maybe fucking Kevin Thorne bit him or something. <laughs> right, like, and it just killed me watching this, like, are we all supposed to pretend this isn't shocking us? I was always, I, you know what, if Shelly Martinez would have bit me, I would have been okay with becoming a vampire. Dude, she tells the best stories. Yeah, Shelly, Shelly's cool. She's cool. I've only met her once, but she's cool. It's, I was so disappointed in her run in TNA. Like, that could have been so much more fun. Yeah. You know, I, I I need to reach out to to Kevin to see if I can get Kevin Thorne to come on come on this podcast. That'd be so cool. I bet you I can because he lives about 30, 35 minutes from me, and uh, he's pretty accessible. So, Except around Halloween, I'll bet. Yeah, well, around Halloween, he's I don't I don't know if he still does a whole hell of a lot anymore. But I don't know. I used to I used to be able to get. I, you know what? I could start maybe like once, once every month or so. Try to get us someone on the show. I'm, I'm gonna let, a, I'm gonna have Ophidian come on first, and he can tell us some fun stories. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna do that, and I think I'm gonna, I might reach out to Al Snow. I think I still have Al's phone number, so I'll, I'll reach out to him see if I can get him on. And uh, maybe I don't know if he'll do that or not. I haven't talked to him in like fucking ten years. Um. I'm trying to think of who else I know. Like pull, I might be able to get people through people. Some of yeah, my friends picture... still know people that are like a lot of AEW people, so I might be able to reach out and maybe get Claudio or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be so. Funny. Yeah. Or Shark Boy. Dude, TNA built him a tank. Like not a tank you drive, but a tank to swim in. Oh, that's right, they did. <laughs> Amazing. Like I, I just love the idea of I, I'm sorry, you spent how much? You know, Daphne used to wrestle a shark girl. Really? Yeah, she would have the same outfit, it would be all in pink, and she would tag team with Shark with Shark Boy. Yeah, that happened quite a few times. Daphne was always a favorite. <laughs> I, I, dude, I've, I've spent time with Daphne. She was such a nice person. That broke my heart when she passed away. I was so upset. Oh, I'm Just sure. Like many people were, you know, like that one hit me pretty hard. I actually dedicated one of my YouTube episodes to her 
as well, like when that happened. But yeah, like she's was... one of the few I've never heard a crossword said about her. Dude, she was just a really pleasant, nice person. She loved everybody she talked to, all the fans. She was always just 100%. She always would try to make sure she signed everybody's stuff, you know, who were waiting in line and shit. You know, she was just a good person. It really blows that she's gone. She was one of the good ones. You know, there, there are good And truly people. got fucked over. Oh, fuck, yes, yeah, she did. There are really good people in the industry. Um, there, there are not a lot of really good people in the industry, um, but she was one of the top, one of my top favorite people I think that I ever met, and she was great. Mickey Knuckles is another one. Like Mickey Knuckles, class act. She was so nice. Um, uh, God, one of I'm my friends to told me Lufista was like that. Just a sweetheart of a woman. I don't know. I never, I never met her. Um, a lot of people hadn't always had negative shit to say about, about Carly Cologne, Carlito. Yeah, I heard. I fucking love Carlito though. Like he was cool as shit. That yeah. was his whole gimmick. <laughs> exactly. And he was, he lived that up, like, especially like Carlito is the kind of guy, like if you didn't like nail him about like fanboy out with him about wrestling, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was fine to talk to the fans when it was time to talk to the fans. He was, he's cool with that. Like, yeah, <laughs> but um, but he uh, he, like if you just have a conversation with him about other shit, like that's why I got along with him really well because he and I would coerce about movies and I we told. You said he's a huge before. horror fan. Yes. Yeah, he uh, he and I talked probably for about an hour in the locker room. Just sat in the locker room and talked about John Carpenter movies for like a fucking hour. He's a big John Carpenter fan. Loves all those movies. Nice. Big Trouble in Little China is one of his favorites. And, and Prince of Darkness, we were talking about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I, like I said, I wish I, I could get some of these guys to come. I wish this was like 10 years ago where I still talked to all these guys. There is like one situation where I picture I would absolutely hate Carlito with a passion. If you spit an apple in your face. If I'm behind <laughs> him at the movie theater. Oh, the fro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, My buddy, the, one of the guys that trained me was so happy because he got to have Carlito spit an apple in his face. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's yeah. a weird world. Strange yeah. things make you happy. Yeah. It's fun. Like, I was, like, I always talk about Sabu hitting me with the kendo, but that was like one of the highlights of my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like it hurt like a son of a bitch, but it's one of those things that's like, I love talking about like how fucking cool it was to have one of the most hardcore icons in the business crack me with a fucking kendo across the back. Uh, he, and he swung for the fences. That was the best part. Um, but yeah, you're right. Wrestling was weird because they beat the shit out of you and then you go in the back and you thank them for it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes they, they, they push you a little bit to see what you can handle. Like a good worker, like a good veteran guy, you know, like a name who comes in, will, will push you a little bit. You know, he won't, he won't go over the line to where it's fucking terrible, but, but they'll, they'll, they'll definitely find you. out where the line is. <laughs> yeah. Cause they want to know if they can trust you and shit. You know what I mean? Like they want to know if, if you're, 
gonna be the kind of guy that bitches and whines and cries because i'm i gotta tell you man from people i've talked to not not people i've mentioned tonight but like people i've talked to say a lot of the wrestlers now they whine about fucking everything they get bumped too hard they whine about i'm like you're a fucking in wrestling you're gonna get bumped the wrong way every now and then right you know what i mean like not everybody's fucking throwing potatoes dude like get over yourself (laughs) you know like i still think my favorite one was when andrade first started going off on sammy guevara (laughs) he says sammy's a pussy he doesn't like getting hit the miz hits harder like ah that was a low blow sir (laughs) that was a low blow Here's the thing. I've no doubt the Miz might hit harder, but just hearing the words. Yes. That's that's like, yeah, that's like one of like you play baseball like a girl kind of things. Like I'm in the sandlot. <laughs> the Miz hits harder. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, say what you will, but have you ever seen those softball players throw? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of terrifying things, we had Finn Balor calling out Seth Rollins. And Finn even says he wants a serious talk. I don't know why I made him English, but I did, and we're just going to have to live with that now. <laughs> he wants a serious talk, no sing-alongs, so of course there was a sing-along. Well, yeah, well, there has to be. <laughs> and yeah, we're getting Finn versus Seth, which I'm fine with that. Those two have good matches. Yeah, I think that would be that'd be solid. And then we moved on to Shayna versus Raquel Rodriguez. And okay. I thought it was interesting. They gave Raquel a lot of offense. I didn't think they would. Like right away, she gets two fallaway slams. And this always happens. It's like dumb baby face. He's smooth. Shayna retreats to the outside. Raquel throws Shayna back in. Raquel goes for a boot and misses and is hung up in the corner. Shayna kicks Raquel's leg and takes over. Like, why does everyone throw the person outside, throw them back in, (laughs) and then get cut off right away? It happens every single time. It's how they train them now. It's like by the fucking, like, it's just, it's a very, like, by the books, move by move. Don't don't stray from the fucking. Don't deviate from the fucking map. You know what I mean? Like, like you can a, definitely tell what's being taught at the performance center. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Because all of them do the same shit because they're afraid that if they stray a little bit, they're gonna fucking get in trouble. It's not that these guys can't do shit. It's just that they're too fucking afraid to. And it's just like, take the fucking chance because. More than likely, you're going to get fucking dumped anyway. Right. You know, like, you might as well take the chance, do what you want to do. And and if it works, it's a gamble. If it works, then you're fucking golden because then that's when the merch and all the... If you end up making them money. I don't think AEW's like this, though. I don't think Tony Khan's like this, but I know Vince is. And Vince gets really pissed off if you deviate from his fucking roadmap. But he's fucking ecstatic when someone does and it works. Look at Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. 
he fucking had that whole NXT fucking invasion thing. And clearly said, stick to the stick to the things. We're just going to do this and blah, blah, blah. So fucking Brian Danielson goes out and beats the shit out of the guy out the fucking cameraman or the referee or whatever outside of the ring. It was ring. Justin Roberts. He yeah, choked he beats, him with his own tie. Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. Vince fires him. And then the fans were like, what the fuck? That was awesome. And brings him back in and it worked. So you he know? did a show, an independent show after that. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Daniel Bryan did independent wrestling when he was fired. Ah. <laughs> the fans, they threw ties in the ring at him. <laughs> Which, That's good. Okay. Here's the question. Is there an email blast that goes out to members of the audience to bring a tie so they can do that? Is it a hive mind of that particular audience? Or does one guy bring like 50 <laughs> ties and just pass it out to everybody? <laughs> That sounds like someone went and just brought ties. Like he just right. had a bunch. He went to like a fucking garage sale or a fucking secondhand store or something and like Goodwill and bought a fuck ton of ties and just passed them out. Like at, at Ring of Honor, at least in the Baltimore area, there was Streamer Guy. And he had a shirt made that said Streamer Guy. So he was really trying to lean into this. Yeah. And whenever you see them throw the streamers and all that, most of that was him handing it out. <laughs> it's funny. Which, like, hey, if it makes you happy, God bless. <laughs> Oy. Well, things that didn't make us happy, Chad Gable versus Eric. <laughs> which would have been fun until the match was just Eric screams, Chad yells, shush. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chad with a headbutt off the top rope to Eric. Valhalla then attacks Maxine. Maxine takes her down with a terrible, terrible move that I couldn't even tell you what it was supposed to be. And Chad hits a roll-up out of the corner for the win. Huh. That's kind of weird. Right. Like, we've clearly given up on the Maxim male models. That's that's done. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why, but they, I always... that was that match was actually edited out of the Hulu version of Raw too, the Chad Gable Eric match because I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I was because I was watching it while I was going to bed, so maybe I just like dozed off at that part or something. Maybe I should watch the Hulu version. They seem to cut out the yeah, they cut out a bunch parts. of bullshit. Like I said, the Becky Lynch Chelsea Green match wasn't in there. Um, they leave all the stupid little segments though. Like, but they but they take matches out, which I don't like. It's like just leave the matches in and get rid of the stupid segments, because then I can Dude, actually watch wrestling. Stupid segment. Finn and Damien are backstage, and Finn asks Priest, "If you were to win Money in the Bank, would you cash in on me?" As if he's Sean Connery from Highlander, <laughs> or no, it was Christopher Lambert that said it. Like, if it came down to us, would you take my head? Like, yeah. That's the whole shtick, dude. Well, I mean, you know, like, it's, well, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Is that there? Are they trying to pull a fucking Batista, fucking Triple H thing there? I think they're doing something in that vein, but they are not hitting it. No, because I saw something about it, and I cared so little that I, I think I skipped it. <laughs> Like they were in the back and blah blah blah, and all I, all I heard was blah, 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 and I just skipped it. <laughs> I 
I'm not a very good host of a wrestling podcast because <laughs> I'm so fucking angry and jaded at them all the time. But you've had three beers, so it's entertaining. Yeah. And we I did have... discover that the phone wasn't on. Right? <laughs> Your phone isn't on! It's just the the passion and the vitriol that he yells that. Yes, yeah, that's like, what makes it so great. Yeah, it was. It's not. Yeah, it wasn't just like like I said. Just him next to his bro, like, hey, look, his phone's not even on. Like that'd be me and my friends, right? Like, ah, look at that. Yeah, the Norm Macdonald laughing. Like, hey, look at that. His phone's not even on. <laughs> you, know? you know what he reminds me of in mm. Family Guy, the when Peter's playing the piano <laughs> the and phony then stops. Guy. Like, yep. He's a phony. He's a big fat phony. He's a big fat phony. Yeah, that's who it is. It's the guy. He's like, hey, the same guy. <laughs> it's the guy that does the voice of that guy. He's at the show. He's like, your phone wasn't even on. You're a phony. <laughs> God. Uh, and we make our way to the main event, which was Sammy and Kevin. Yep, Sammy and Kevin versus Ludwig and Gunther, and I'll be honest, I didn't take notes. This was going to be such a good match, I didn't even bother. Yeah. But there were a few spots I love. Like, Gunther goes to chop Sammy, but he misses, and he hits... Excuse me. He hits the ring post on the outside, compromising his hand for the rest of the match. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. There was a Doomsday Device European uppercut style. Yeah. Now, Riddle comes down after just getting his ass kicked. And he's immediately taken out by Gunther. And Sammy, Sammy actually won a match with a Blue Thunder Bomb. I've never seen him win a match with the Blue Thunder Bomb. No, it's usually the Haluva Kick. Right, which sucks because I love the Blue Thunder Bomb more than the Haluva Kick. Yeah. That's That's like Seth Rollins winning with the Falcon Arrow. Right. You know. I also don't understand the logic of doing a superplex into a Falcon Arrow. Like, I don't know. I feel like it lessens the superplex. <laughs> it might. <sighs> I I don't know. There was someone on Facebook today and they just went on this lovely rant. I was quite proud of it. And they were saying, why do people in wrestling use a baseball bat if they're going to cover the end with their hand and hit with their hand? (laughs) Like, Triple H did that with the sledgehammer all the time. It's like, you're going to break your hand. It's the weight of it, okay? (laughs) So, according to Triple H, he's always used a real sledgehammer. And the one time he didn't was against Undertaker at WrestleMania 17. And they used a foam hammer head with a real wood handle. Yeah. So he hits him. The wood goes through the foam. And that's how Taker ends up getting that nasty gash on the top of his head. Oh, that's right. And Triple H even said, so yeah, the one time I used a fake sledgehammer is the only time I've hurt somebody. Dude, fake shit hurts, man. Right? Like, I got hit with that Nerf gun. That's like one of the most painful fucking bumps I've ever taken. That hurt like a son of a bitch. You know, when I show people that, 
and a do. Thanks. We always <laughs> play the first clip first, and I tell, wow, yeah, I played the first clip first. But I tell them, make sure you pay attention to what's said immediately after the scene is over. And it's, did I hurt you? <laughs> and then the second one goes, and I go, pay attention to what's not said immediately after the scene is over. <laughs> Yeah, she was worried after that first one. I was like, that one didn't hurt. You hit me in like in a good place, you know? Like, the second one, though, was like, ow. And it was clearly shock on her part that she didn't check yeah. right away. But yeah. it was just so funny watching it back. Like, ooh, damn. <laughs> Especially when oh, God. your response to did I hurt you was, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Which means the part of the brain flip that goes, oh, well, then I can go a little harder. I think that's what she said. That's I think that's what she thought. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't think she just got a little too much momentum on that second time around. I think so, yeah. But, oh, because the first one looked better, too. Like, it actually, it looked like a better shot and it hurt less. <laughs> the second one didn't look as good. It still looked pretty good. It looked good, but it hurt way fucking more. Dude, I swear, like, the, for the rest of that shoot, I'm glad I was wearing a mask, my mask the whole time, because I had a fucking knot. You had a mouse, dude. I did, on my fucking side of my head from that shot. She f still feels really bad about it. it it's not a big deal. Shit happens, you know? I can fucking take that shit. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not the first fucking bruise I've gotten from a bump, like, from a weapon, even. You still, know? We, were all, we were all just working on set. Then Fantasco walks back. Then we all look at each other and just go, oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> That's what I said when I got home that night. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> Did I get any, like, comfort from my wife? No. She's just like, "That's you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Thanks for putting it in perspective for me, honey. Appreciate well, that. You know why you had a decent crew? No one was going to piss off the director after seeing that. <laughs> They're like, she's going to bash us all with this gun. Right, Jesus. like, to hell with Christian Bale. I'll take getting yelled at by him over a Nerf gun to the face. Yeah, no shit. I don't ever want to take that hit again. <laughs> Isn't, how, how tall is Christian Bale? I don't think he's that tall. He's probably like, what, 5'10", maybe? I don't know. Let's find out. Up, oh, oh, never mind. He he's, is six. He's six. Yeah, he's six. He's same same height as me. I'm a little yeah, taller than him. I love that they have his weight on here, only because doesn't that depend on what movie he's doing? Yeah, because he like weighed what forty pounds in the Machinist, and then he bulked up to like two thirty for Batman. Yeah, and then he like got really even bigger when he was in Vice. Yeah, because didn't he play fucking Shaney in that movie? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I would love to know the casting decision where you just go, "Who do we get to play Dick Cheney?" You know, the guy who's really just stout to be polite. I, I know. know. How about that Jack dude? Yeah. How about that machinist guy? That sounds <laughs> like it'll work, right? How about the fucking guy from American Psycho? That. Yeah. <laughs> my thing is like like casting george bush right 
Yeah. Because, God, it was. Who played Will him in Farrell that? Will Ferrell did a great George Bush. Who played Who played him in in that movie? Oh, Sam Rockwell. Yes. Which is weird. Wasn't it? I always liked. Um, Bush. Just remember, the only person to ever shoot somebody, and the person who was shot apologized. <laughs> Yeah, some tells me there might have been an exchange of information on that one, and not between the guy that got shot and that. Yeah, probably an exchange of Secret Service and that guy. I mean, like, you better fucking apologize. You were standing in the way of the bullet. God, you got between me and the quail. <laughs> Was that what they were doing? Quail hunting? Um, I know they were hunting. I. Quail, pheasant, some bird. <laughs> some bird, some fowl. Some foul bird. <laughs> Which I think is what British people call their... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it wasn't uh, fowl the or evil organization in Darkwing Duck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Steelbeak. Steelbeak was the head of it, of fowl. Isn't that yep, what it was? Yep. God, what do oh I? Oh my God! Still know that. I love Darkwing Duck. They had Tusker Nini. They had yeah. Mega Volt. Yeah, Moliarty. Yeah. <laughs> Nega Duck was my favorite. Oh my God! I heard they might reboot it, and all oh, I could think was, no. please don't. Dude, they're gonna make it look like that shitty Ducktales reboot. Yep. Oh, that looks. Or like Lion, or like what? Not Lion-O. Thundercats Roar. Teen yeah. Titans Go. Yeah, oh, that's the animation style that they want to do now because it's easy. Right. Like, you like don't you have to give them money. You don't have to give them hands or anything. You can just mitt their mitts. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy because I'm not the greatest drawer in the world. I can do okay, but I'm not great. So when I draw characters, you will, every character I draw have mitts. They don't have fingers and shit because I can't draw that shit. So you it's know, just, yeah. <laughs> You're wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt. You have a YouTube Hakusho show tattoo, and all I can think is, "Hey guys, do that." Yeah, and right. That thing that worked so well, and everyone bought a billion toys. Do that again. But yeah, even like the He Man reboot that they did, and th- or not the He Man, the Thundercats one that they did on Toonami. Like, yeah, that was awesome. Mumra was a giant with bat wings. It was so cool. It's fucking cool. And they did do not the Netflix He Man, but the the one they did they did on two thousand two. Yeah, that one was pretty good too. I loved that one. But like now everything has to look like Steven Universe, right? You know, and and it's just, and I don't like the animation style. Like some of the animation stuff and the drawings on Rick and Morty are okay, but I I'm not a big fan of that style either. I don't like the I don't like that. Like, I can handle it from Futurama and The Simpsons, but I can't. I can't. The Steven Universe thing just made me. I was like, ugh. And then Thundercats roar, and I was like, this is fucking awful. Like, like they just they took a dump on everybody's childhood with that. And it's so weird because you watch and go, this isn't even Thundercats had its audience, and I'm not saying the audience grows out of it. All that, like, no introduce the kids to it but thundercats roar was too like childish even for what the original thundercats audience was 
dude it was like it was like for like the little kids so like gumball right it was like for two-year-olds yeah it wasn't very good and that dude as soon as they've launched the little commercial the trailer for it fucking everyone was mad that's why it never went anywhere because like the internet just like for once the internet united in a fucking loud voice of all all racist creeds minorities everybody got together and said fuck thundercats roar like if you want to bring unity and and equality together you fuck with someone's childhood and oh they that did that with sonic everybody. too oh yeah yeah fuck yeah which good studios should be forced to make good stuff and but the people settle for less now and it's and i hate to sound like the old guy in the room but i am the old guy in the room <laughs> like it's because the fucking the new generation of people the the new the, the new 20 year olds the fucking eight the you know 20 to 25 year olds they don't care they're they're just lazy about their fucking media they don't they don't expect quality you know what i mean like that's a very fair assessment like i expect my shit to look good i grew up with fucking dragon ball i grew up and even like the original dragon ball was still kind of kiddy the way it was drawn but it was still good and it still worked out i grew up with he-man i grew up with ninja turtles i grew up with you know all that shit and this stuff now like i turned on uh, cartoon network the other day because i'm like okay well let's see and i'm like this is fucking garbage. And then I turned on Adult Swim and I'm like, this is worse. <laughs> like Adult Swim, like, so apparently Cartoon Network's going out, going under. Like apparently they're on the, because they're owned by Turner, but I think they're on the, or owned by like Warner Brothers or whatever you want to call it now. But I think they're, I think they're getting ready to be done. I think because everyone's just on YouTube now. Yeah, there's that. I don't know. I'm sick of shit not being up to par right you can't sit there and give somebody fucking like a fucking 50 year old fucking wine and then fucking wait 10 years and give them a fucking like six month old wine you can't do that no you know but that's the other thing that and we were talking about this on the on the spaces last night there's no fucking stars anymore either. It's no. just like there's no fucking like quality, quality like media being put out. There's there's good stuff. I'm not saying that there's not good stuff because there is good stuff. You know, I can probably list a handful of shit that I think is actually decent. You know, but there's just there's no accountability for for taste. There's no accountability for quality. There's no accountability for stardom. And I don't mean the wrestling promotion startup. I mean, <laughs> I mean stardom. You know, like, like uh, you watch a movie now, and it's like uh, this. This started with Kristen Stewart and fucking Robert Pattinson. Like... <laughs> yes, that start. Yeah, where, where like people that were me- mediocrity were fucking able to become stars, and 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 I'm not talking like Kristen Stewart's been in some good shit. That movie Underwater, you ever watch that? No. That's a fucking great movie. Like, she's great in that movie. You know, Robert Pattinson is in The Lighthouse. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, in fucking, he was good as fucking Batman. 
You know what I mean? Like he was good as Cedric Duggery for Christ's sake. You know, like they can actually act. They've been in good stuff. But when the YouTube generation hit, that's when quality became not necessary. Because now every single and 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 I said that sucks too because I started off my stuff from YouTube. So I feel like a bit of a hypocrite here, but I didn't get popular from YouTube. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't get popular until I fucking went on Troma. You know, and I had a small fan base going into Troma, but I have a big fan base now. And so I guess I can talk shit about YouTube. And it's not all you. Some YouTubers put out wonderful, wonderful quality things. Uh, for instance, um, and streamers, you know, like uh, reanimate her. She does wonderful stuff. She's a great, she's really great at streaming. She's a you know great content creator. She puts out quality, quality stuff. You know, like Eric Butts, his trailer reaction videos are great. You know, I'm not just saying this because those guys are my friends. I'm just saying that they're like, you know, that's quality. It's not shit. But you get Logan Paul, and this is where I'm going back to this. You get Logan Paul, who puts out fucking just shit garbage fucking content that people swoon over for I have no idea why and now this guy is a multi-billionaire who fucking now gets to live out everybody's fucking dream not just like mine or whoever's but like there's there's fucking wrestlers in the indie scene that have been fucking drudging through the fucking indie scene for decades yeah for a decade if not more who don't get the fucking sh- the shot and now you're just giving it to this fucking YouTuber. That's that is the prime example as to why I fucking hate WWE right now. You know, have you seen one of those prime cans? Yeah, it's like it's, mediocrity. It's the laziest design I've ever seen in my life. The generation, I told you. The like, generation settles for less. They don't care. Like, it, it doesn't even look like concept art. It looks like someone was handed a page, it said Prime in a can, and they just went, it's done. Like, that's it? You're not going to do anything? Yeah, like, look at the look at the can designs on the Monsters, the Monster Energy drinks, the zero sugar ones. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like, they have all the fucking designs all over it. Yeah, like, dude. It looks really cool. You know, like, look, look at this. This is a local brewery. And it looks legit. Yeah, this is a local brewery to my area, and it's really good. Fuck, even the C, like, this isn't great. It's just the C4 stuff, but it still has, like, you know, it's Starburst, so it has, like, pictures of Starburst on it, and it's not that, I don't know. I'm or sorry, even, I'm getting on my high horse again about it. but just, Or even my guy. Yeah, like, see, there you go. Like, it, it's interesting. Like, it looks just like the Utz girl, but he's missing an eye. <laughs> right. Where it is, he and the Utz girl are an item. Ooh. They're gonna make little baby cans of things. Hopefully, <laughs> their hopefully their offspring doesn't settle for mediocrity. Um, here's how here's how Maryland this thing is. They have Old Bay flavored beers. Old Bay, Old Bay. So when like, I went up, tastes like seawater, but Old Bay. When I went up, I was asked. Is it true you guys put Old Bay on everything? 
And I just looked over like, oh, you, you stupid son of a bitch. Let me show you just how <laughs> I go to the car and pull out a can of Old Bay. Like, yep, it's there. Old Bay, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> just in case there's pasta, there's Old Bay. <laughs> and fun story, there was pasta and there was Old Bay. <laughs> <laughs> there was Old Bay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting on my high horse again, but that's the thing. Like, it's not even just me. Like my kid, like one of my kids, he's, he's 15. He doesn't like me that much. Anyway, he's off doing his own thing. Like he's all about, he's like very much into like historical fact facts of world war two. Like you can tell, ask him anything about any war that ever happened in world war two or any place. And he will tell, give you a fucking three-page fucking paper on it that's like how into it he is he's written three-page papers on it which hey write a few books get on the history channel that's what he wants to do um but my youngest he he and i had this conversation about his generation sucking like he told me this he told me he's like everyone in my school is so fucking lame and stupid and i'm just like okay this is like this is just like Teen angst. Teenage angst. Yeah, it's just it's like listen. I was like, go listen to a Sonic Youth album, you'll feel better. You know what I mean? But like, but he told me he's like, no. He goes, you don't understand. New music is fucking awful. New TV shows are fucking awful. This is what he's verbatim because my kids swear and I don't care. I just let them. Um, I kind of had a problem with it until I <laughs> until I hung out with Hellbender. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how how their kids are with them. Like I was just like, well, that's kind of cool. They're like super chill about it. So maybe it's not such a bad thing. But anyway, yeah, my kids like music sucks now. He goes, that's why I listen to fucking grunge rock from the 90s because it's the only good music there is. You know, he goes, and he, I mean, he likes other stuff too other than grunge rock from the 90s. But he likes like some band called Will Wood that's real complex and fucking like not mediocre at all. It's not my cup of tea, but it's like not mediocre. It's like if you had a swing band and they fucking dropped acid and fucking it's... played Centipede for five hours and then wrote an album. <laughs> That's this band, this Will Wood band. But anyway. Um, Is he at all into like 80s rock? Some. He, he likes Skinner. So there's this band. I, I finally found them. They've been around for a while called Battle Beast. They okay. sound... They sound exactly like they should be playing right next to Accept when they get done with Balls to the Wall. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it's like when Dragon Force came out. Oh my you, god, that melted like, minds. <laughs> Here's a funny story. This is a story about how my wife fucking likes to really just try to get get people real good. So I, I was in my band at the time. My guitar player brings over this new album. He's like, oh, you got to hear this new album. It's this band called Dragon Force, right? And he plays it, and it's like fucking like 80s metal, like it's sped up. It's like 80s metal, and then you you fucking like turn the speed up on your fucking vinyl so it'd go quicker. And my wife's listening to it, and she's real quiet. She listens to about three-fourths of the song, and she looks over at him. She's like, hey, can I, can I, see, the, can I see the CD case? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's real excited because someone's interested. And he, she's going through it. She's like, look at it. And she's like, nope, it's not in here. 
And he's like, what? What's what? not in there? She goes, oh, the, the line where it says, I sucked in the 80s and I suck now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could hear the Price is Right theme where someone loses the right. showcase. <laughs> like, well, I've, I've never witnessed a soul leaving a body before. Yeah. Yeah, she's brutal, dude. She's fucking brutal when she wants to be. And oh, she, I remember. She was taking a, uh, she took a picture of, this wasn't because she wanted to be mean, it's just because she doesn't like to be around large groups of people. But she uh, took a picture of a bunch of the mutants at Showbox Jamboree last year. They gave her a camera. It was like a group of maybe like 50, 30 to 50 people. I don't know exactly. I didn't count. They're all together, you know, having a great time. And they ask her to take a picture. So she takes a picture, you know, because my wife's polite. She's a nice person. She's not a dick. And I was talking to the, the guy, you know, who posted the photo up. And he's like, well, well, we'll put it on a tripod next year. And we'll have her in the picture, too. And she's sitting there. And I go, hey, I, you know, he said he just said this. And she's like, yeah, fat fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she didn't mean anything bad towards anybody at the picture. She was just like, I'm not going to be in a goddamn picture with that many people. So it's funny. Uh, hardcore. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of hardcore, next we had it. We're going to skip NXT because I just don't give a shit. Oh, and, I didn't even bother. Like, and... I, I need to wash the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> That's funny. So we'll skip right to the one we just watched last night AEW Dynamite. Yeah, we started with uh, MJF versus Adam Cole. And boy, I, I did not expect them to end this the way they did. Yeah, that was weird. They went to they did a 30, 30 minute Broadway. Yeah. Now, those I love often. I love what they did afterwards where Cole does the whole five more minutes and MJF just no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was always my question whenever I would see them agree to it, like you're wow. done, dude. Like you don't have to do this. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was thinking too. He was just like I gotta do this. Like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Why people would do this? Right. It was a uh, good. It was a great match, except for the table spot where the camera guys cut to fucking them setting Adam Cole up on the Adam, table. Adam Cole making sure he was there. Yeah, that was pretty pretty dumb. Um, but and I really do? don't think MJF should be coming off the top that much because he did not look that sure or graceful flying through the air no like it was definitely a here we go <laughs> he's like ah, your phone isn't on <laughs> he he looked a lot like ellie in jurassic park just going chip 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 chips chips <laughs> chips chad chad she says chips and all of a sudden fucking what's his face comes out from the show fucking Eric Estrada. Yes. <laughs> Coming out is like, I'll fight, I'll save you from this T-Rex. And then what was his name? Ponch? Yeah. Ponch gets eaten by the T-Rex. Fucking greatest <laughs> crossover moment. The, don't get me wrong, I love fucking chips. But like, yeah, that'd be a funny moment. That'd be a great crossover moment. You know, Eric Estrada was in a show where he became a real cop. Like, that's got to fuck with you a little bit if you get pulled over by Eric Estrada. <laughs> You're like, I think you fucking put some something in that shit, man. 
Like, that's all I could think when Harrison Ford crashed that plane in a golf course. Like, you're just, picture it. You're playing golf. All of a sudden, Indiana Jones gets out of a private plane. (laughs) If he was smart, he would have put a bunch of arrows and shit sticking out of the plane after it crashed. He would grab a bag and stick him in there like at the the beginning of Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) That's the shit I would do. It'd be funny. I'd be like, oh, man. You should have seen the what the cave we were just in. Oh, I was chased right. by this boulder. It was fucking crazy. Are you excited for Indiana Jones and the AARP membership? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, and it's the same thing I say about AEW. I really want it to do well. Because I like to see good wrestling. I like to see good movies. I don't, I'm afraid that Indiana Jones is not going to do well because, well, they're putting time travel in it. They tried that shit, that sci-fi element with aliens in the last one and see how that one worked out. Everyone took a giant shit on it. Now fucking Indiana Jones is Doctor Who. Right. Is that what's going on? And what happened to the fucking story element with fucking Shia LaBeouf? And fucking Karen Allen. Are, is Shia LaBeouf and Karen Allen in this movie? Oh, well, Shia LaBeouf went crazy. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's because he was in that last movie. <laughs> well, he wasn't inside of the fridge for the nuclear blast, so it hit some of his brain, I'm sure. <sighs> you know what the best part about Indiana Jones and the what the fuck Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is? Go ahead. The Lego game is actually okay. Okay. The Lego video game's fine. That's that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I hope it's good. I I I hope it is just like AEW. Every day, every time I watch it, I I still have f- faith that AEW is going to be good. And in most most respects, it's a hell of a lot more entertaining than WWE is. Yes. You know, I, I will say that I don't like everything AEW does because, well, I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy of WWE. I'm not a fanboy of AEW. You know, I I, I want them both to be good, but I, I don't know, like, there's shit about both of them that I fucking hate, and that's why we do this show, so I can point out. And it's not even, like, a lot of the time, it's not even, I don't like having the opinions that I have. I don't like that. Like, it's not something I enjoy having. I don't enjoy being a fucking asshole about it, you know, but... No, but at the same time, it's honest. Like, when the footage came out of Anna Jay and Britt Baker doing their do do at the house show, like, you have to look at that and say, ladies... This was bad. Right? Like, and Brit's not terrible. So, like, I know you're capable of more than this. And I'm sure Anna Jay is, too. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's gone to it, the point where you cannot blame the talent anymore. You know? In AW's sake, yes, you probably can a little bit. Because... In some respects, not in everything, but in some respects, the inmates are running the asylum. We've had that discussion. You yep. know, I don't, I don't think Tony they had to build a separate asylum. 
<laughs> right. Like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that again. Then I'm going to get mad. Um, although it's good to see that fucking Andrade and Miro are going to have something to do again. That's that's good. And how much you want to bet fucking Mark Henry and fucking Paul White are going to be on that show? God, I hope. Like, um, I would love for Mark Henry to go back to it's time for the main event. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, But yeah, like I said, in AEW's case, like, yes, they're letting the the inmates run the asylum a little bit. Tony doesn't really have Tony could have all the control he would he he needs to have. Um, but this is one thing that I do agree with Jim Cornette on is that he, Tony's too worried about being friends with these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and in some respects you have to be because you have to fucking build relationships with your talent so that your the talent. So there's a mutual trust between promoter and talent, your booker and talent. There has to be a, some trust there. So you have to be friendly and shit. But that's a big problem that AEW has is the guys. I don't. I don't know how it works. I'm not back there. I'm sure some guys have more say than others. I'm sure Jericho has creative control over everything he does. You know, I'm sure that. So I'm sure Sting does too. I'm sure a lot of the veterans do. And hey, I'm dude, sure I the, loved. I loved Jericho in the next segment. Like yeah, that was. I, I honestly saw him just went. This is all I've ever wanted from you. Yeah. Like. This was great. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. It was good. It was a great segment. And we can get into that now, too. And now that I I'm thought it was off my high horse. All right. But yeah, so and here's the thing. I was ready to hate. I was ready to hate this. I was because it's Sammy and just he's got a very punchable face. <laughs> and I'm just not that impressed with him as a person. But yeah. they did the whole Sammy Guevara returns. And my note literally says, didn't know he was gone. Keith Lee was gone longer, but I guess didn't return ever. <laughs> and Sammy comes out. He starts talking a little bit about having a kid and whatnot. And I, I guess that immediately makes you a baby face now, which whatever. Sure. But Sad Boy comes out. Then Jericho comes out and for the first time I ever remember, yells to cut off his own music while people are singing it. Yeah. Now, I was still thinking I was going to hate this segment. So I wrote, Jericho is wearing heels while going full heel. Because he was. <laughs> he was wearing high heels. I'm sorry. It was a and then statement. Jericho, with all the emotion, starts yelling at Sammy for never coming to him for any advice during his matches. Yeah. Which then... Sammy counteracts with, well, you never came to me for your match. And it's like, okay. So it's right. just like a, you guys are mad at each other for not asking each other to cheat for you. Like, I, I was happy we were getting intense Jericho. Yeah. The problem is then you get, he still looks like he's a young 20 something, which he might be for all I know. But Sammy Guevara doesn't look like a physical threat. No. And he certainly doesn't sound like one. No. And, but neither does Darby Allen. No. <laughs> Darby has a deeper voice than Sammy. The problem is he looks like he was put in the dryer. <laughs> Darby just, he's, 
I don't know. Like I, I, I dig like what he's trying to do for his his aesthetic, what he does, the way he looks. I just don't buy it because he's so fucking tiny. You right. know what I mean? He's so fucking tiny. He's small. So I don't like him having a program with Sammy Guevara. I get it. They're both small. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then and, Sting and Jericho kind of counter each other. Yeah. You know, and that worked out. I just, I thought it was kind of forced. It felt real forced. I thought it was odd. They mentioned this is the first time Jericho and Sting have ever worked against each other. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. That makes total sense. When Sting was at the top of the WCW card, Jericho just came in. Yeah. Then Jericho left for WWF. Yeah. And Sting didn't go there until, what, like almost 20 years later? When Jericho was doing matches with fucking Fandango. Right. Putting over fucking Johnny Curtis. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Jericho fucking like a fucking star, like a fucking quality human being that he is fucking put over young talent. That's one thing that I love about Chris Jericho. You know, he puts over fucking young talent. He doesn't he doesn't have the ego where he thinks he needs to be on the top like Ric Flair did for fucking ever. Because Jericho I mean? is smart enough to realize I'm a huge star. I can lose a match or two. Yeah. I mean, he can lose a bunch of matches and no one cares. Right. You know, because he's pre-established. Everybody knows he's, you know, he, everybody knows what he's done in the industry. You know what I mean? I was a huge Jericho-holic, dude. I loved Chris Jericho when, when he did his run in in WWE. Fucking, at first, I didn't care about the, he made his comeback. Remember when he came back and he was wearing the jacket that lit up and all the lights and he came down and all the crowd was doing shit and then he just left without saying anything? Yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that. But all I didn't the understand stuff, it. I didn't either. But all the stuff he did, um, all the matches he had with Benoit, all the matches he had with Kurt Angle, all the matches, you know, even the stint he did with China, you know, where they did that whole thing and then the program with Triple H and then, you know... He became the heel with, uh, you know, Rock and ha- when he beat the Rock and Stone Cold and won the Undisputed Championship. You know, all that stuff, uh, all of his jokes and things and his feud with Stephanie McMahon, all that stuff's fucking wonderful. I loved all of it since he showed up in 99. And then, but when he started doing that weird shit later, like I wasn't, it was fine. I just wasn't as into it, you know? Like, I wasn't into the list oh i like Like, the list the list was funny like i call it his bon jovi phase (laughs) because he had his hair cut like john bon jovi so sorry that's what he looked like there but yeah that was when he started to really i think just do his own thing yeah yeah he got he had a he had a lot of uh Creative freedom. He had a lot of clout and yeah, creative freedom in there. So he was able to kind of do things that he wanted to do. I like it when he first came back and he was the code breaker. That was good. I liked that too, especially that move, the code breaker fucking finisher. I loved that. That was cool as shit. I think it's um, better than the Judas effect, which he misses a little too often. I don't it's just it's a backhand. It's like a revolving backhand or something. Yeah, like Eddie Kingston does, but Jericho, I think, goes for the elbow. Yeah. 
I, I'm not a big fan of that. I like the Lion Tamer, the the Lion Salt, you know, the fucking Walls of Jericho, the fucking, you know, all that shit. The Code Breaker, all that stuff's great. I understand that he has to evolve, and that's one thing that I actually had talked to Chris Jericho about right before he came back as the Code Breaker. Um, I had met him, and we talked a little bit about it, um, about him coming back and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll probably come back sometime, even though it was only a couple weeks after that. But he didn't want to fucking break kayfabe. Um, but he and I talked about he's and he was saying, you know, you have to evolve yourself as a wrestler. You have to keep evolving yourself or you get stale and then people stop caring and you just got to keep going with it. And so he's still involved. He's still evolving himself. I think that he's due for another evolution. Yeah, that's fair. Because the pain maker thing is getting kind of old. Um, but that's up to him, you know. And that's just my opinion. You know, there's other people that I know. Darcy, she loves she loves Jericho and everything he does. And I, you know what? I, if I see Jericho on TV, I know that I'm going to get something worth a shit. Right. Regardless of what his gimmick is, regardless of what he's doing, I know that whenever he is on TV, I'm going to see something good because he puts out quality matches and everything else, and he puts guys over, and you have to respect the shit out of him. You know what I mean? You just have to. I hate it when people go online and talk shit about him all the time. You're getting old. You're and a lot of the time, and that's the that's the other weird fucking thing. A lot of the time, those those people, because I look into it. The people that are talking shit about him are the AEW like hardcore loyalists who like think he's too old and that he shouldn't be in there anymore and all this. And I'm like, you guys do realize that Jericho is one of the people that's holding that place together, right? Like, right, if, he, like if he's not there, you guys. Like he was on the first posters because yeah. that was who everyone knew. Yeah. Like without him there you're it's not going to be nearly as good because you know jericho's going in the back and he's giving advice to people oh yeah you know that's probably the one guy hangman page will listen to he absolutely better Uh, yeah he should i don't know like i'm not trying to be like a fucking jericho mark or anything but you know quality is quality and fucking game recognizes game i guess i mean well, like, you know? I can't understand when people say the whole, I don't know, he's he looks like he's getting older. Like, well, he is. He's 50. That's that's what oh. happens. Yeah. He's he's also in great shape for the age he's yeah, in. Yeah, he looks, I was getting ready to say, he looks pretty goddamn good for fucking 50-year-olds still on the active roster working every week. Especially, so. if you have the chance to look it up, there was Jericho when he was definitely drinking a bit more than he should. Yeah, yeah. Then he got his shit together. Yeah. Oh, night and day. Yeah. You know, like, so anybody who's listening to this, who's like fucking hates Chris Jericho, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, because that's an old saying, but that's true. Like, you you obviously don't know fuck about fuck. <laughs> Especially when it comes to wrestling, because if you think Jer- Jericho is, should be gone and retire any shit, you, you go fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't know. And like I said, Jericho's one of the few people keeping that goddamn place together. Jericho's the one one of the people that's making that promotion as popular as it is. Oh, know? yeah. And by, by doing things like giving advice and putting guys over and elevating the younger people to a new level to where they can hold the reins later. 
No offense, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> that was one time I got to do it. It wasn't about swerve. Well done. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. Well, we're getting... We got an open challenge by Sonata for the IWGP Championship, which would be answered later that day. Yep. Who is it? Who is he fighting? It's going to be... Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That will be an interesting match. Jungle Boy is not my favorite worker, but... That he guy sells the hell off. That he sells like a million bucks. I haven't seen anyone sell like that guy in fucking forever. You know, no, I don't think I can't even remember someone who sells like him. Maybe the one, maybe fucking uh, Sean Waltman when he first came in. Oh, it was he, the one, two, three kid as, as the lightning kid and the one, two, three kid. Yeah, I think that's the last time I saw someone sell like fucking Jungle Boy. Uh, let's see the next match we had sting sad boy keith lee and orange cassidy versus the mogul embassy which (laughs) brian cage for reasons never explained was dressed as surfer sting yeah i think the commentary they said something about like oh he's really trying to get an into sting's head and and then the other comment was like well it's really hard to get into sting's head because sting is the king of the psych outs or whatever i don't know something like that which like okay why <laughs> it would have made more sense for them to cut a promo before they went out where brian cage got to get on the mic and be like like look blah, blah, blah. ha 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 sting this is what you used to be this is this is the shadow of what you used to be in your youth and now i'm wearing your paint and blah blah blah. just something like that that's an easy fucking promo Right, just do a and, thing to explain it. And it would have legitimized everything like that Brian Cage was doing. I don't think that was Brian Cage's fault. I think that was a, it could have been a time constraint thing. Because, I mean, they had to have like 20 minutes of fucking collision previews. Yeah, that. So. But, uh, I don't know about you, I love the Gates of Agony. That one tag team. Yeah. Like, Who is look- the Gates of Agony? Who was in that? I don't remember their names, but it's the big Samoan dude and the jacked but not as big black dude. <laughs> and like they they look like an old school team that just beats the hell out of people. It's uh, because... Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. No. No, wait. No, it's Toa Leona. Yes. Why did I think it was Lee Moriarty? Why the fuck? Oh, I popped it up. I put, I typed it in, and it said that Gates of Agony defeated Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. That's why. I was okay. like, wait a second. Lee Moriarty doesn't look like either one of those dudes. <laughs> like, that's not even close to what you described. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Toa Leona. I don't know who the other dude is. I know his last name is Khan. K-A-U-N. Yeah, I need to look at this. Who are Gates of Agony? Well, I just keep. Uh, yes, word. it's Con K A U N. Yep, Bishop Con. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Toa Leona's a fucking beast, dude. He looks a lot like Jacob Fatu. He does. Is he in the Anawai family, or is he in the uh, 
Haku side? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I don't have. He's to... uh, he's in the. He is actually in the um. Let's see. He's in the Anawai family. Okay. Says Hollywood stuntman Tan Noai Reed, known as Toa on the New American Gladiators. Apparently, that's where he came from. Is the great nephew of wrestling promoter Leah Maivia. So yeah, he's from the Anawai family. I would love to just see the. <laughs> it's amazing how many of that family not just get into wrestling. But are so good at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're fucking built for it, man. They are all muscle bound or they're like got a lot of cushion. You know what but I mean? Big. Yeah, but they're huge. Like Ava Rain from NXT, her last match was like, this girl is not ready for television. Yeah. And- yep, I'm trying to trying to go through and figure out like stuff about Toa Leona, but yeah. But yeah, like we keep saying, like, this is when you need those really small shows. Like, if you're going to put someone like Ava Rain in the ring, she needs to not be in front of a camera yet. Yes. And that's not to say it's anything wrong with her. That's to say she's new at this and you need to walk before you run. Yep. Yeah. So next we had Wardlow versus Jake Hager in the match that no one asked for. To part two, right? Take, take two, not even part two. Take two. No one asked for this match the first time. No one wants the match the second time. I don't buy into the Wardlow shit. I don't like. I it it actually annoys me when the crowd chants Wardlow like Goldberg. He's not even booked like Goldberg. No. I don't get the comparison. He's not even as nearly as big as Goldberg. No. Like, he's just... It, he's not that. No. And so I, I don't... I don't know. I don't get it. it and like I said, it just annoys me. There's... I, and you know what? AEW... <laughs> this is so bad. People are going to be so mad at me for this. But it's it's the truth, and it's not always true, and that's not everybody, but it's some. AEW is, the only thing about AEW I don't like is it's fucking hardcore fan base. Oh, they're the worst. It And it's not even the ones that are just shitty. It's, it's how, it's like blind religion. Yes. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, it is. It, it's, it, it's like we're going to like this because everyone says we should like this. You know what I mean? We should, we should do Christianity because that's what everybody expects us to do. And they so blindly follow religion. They, they come up with their own opinions about it, about AEW, that religion. They come up with their own opinions about it when they don't know what, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know? I met a dude. I'll never forget this. The guy tells me, I'm a huge AEW fan. It's so much better than WWE. Would you like to guess how many shows AEW had put on when he said this? Three. Zero. Zero. 
they hadn't even done the first dynamite yet and i just look at him and go dude you can support it and want it to do well but how can you say you're a fan of something that doesn't even exist yet it's exactly my point that that'd be like saying i'm a huge guns and roses fan while slash is still in la guns and axel is still in hollywood rose like you you can't be it's not a thing yet yeah yeah it's just i don't know like i was looking at like what was the match that they have coming up that has audrey edwards in it against karen angle or karen yeah Jared. i keep calling her karen angle it's karen jeff and lethal against aubrey papa briscoe and i think mark briscoe papa briscoe literally mark's father really that's silly which why like he's not even a worker no not to my knowledge i don't know if i I like that those why why is this happening like this doesn't need to exist yeah i don't know that's next week's dynamite or is that rampage i think it's rampage i'm hoping it is because it means i'll have skipped it (laughs) Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, but did you see, I loved it. The goofs of the JAS came down. They're taken out by Brock and Arn Anderson after Arn does the, like, he reaches into his coat, pulls out a finger gun, bang. And then Wardlow blows a kiss to Darcy. (laughs) Christian and Luchasaurus beat up Arn Anderson. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Like everything is booked with so much attached to it. What do you mean? Well, there's very few just one-on-one match from start to finish. There's yeah. always a schmoz that happens in the end, a schmoz that happens at the beginning, involving nobody involved in the match. Right. A stipulation that these guys just started having a problem with each other. Now they're in an exploding barbed wire death match where the loser gets sent to Pluto. <laughs> and for some reason, Arn Anderson's interfering. Right. Arn Anderson shouldn't be fucking doing anything physical. Christ. Right. Um. Yeah. I am excited for this, though. We're getting Tanahashi versus MJF. That'll be fun. I like Tanahashi. He's great. Yeah, he is. I I just hope there's not a bunch of stupid shenanigans where it's like, I'm just afraid it's not going to be, because it's not going to be a pure wrestling match like we want to see. No. It's going to be a lot of shenanigans and stupid shit. Now, I'm not saying MJF can't go because he can when he wants to. You know, most of the time he does go. But I just hope it's not a lot of fucking beg-offs and bullshit, you know. When I see Tanahashi, I want to see a fucking pure mat wrestling you know what i mean i think we're definitely gonna get the hits like we're definitely getting a few sling blades we're definitely getting the high fly flow and we but that's the thing that's the other thing that about the match that i already don't like is why watch it because we already know who's going to win there's they're not gonna put the aew title on fucking tanahashi I don't even think they said it was for the championship. Okay, so if it's not for the championship, then it would be interesting. 
But if the if the championship is online, it's much like the Royal Rumble. You know, we already know they already have decided. Like we already know who's going to win it automatically. It's right. the same thing. It's like if if you put a title up, we we know that you're not going to drop that title. So I hope it is not for the title, and we need to find out if that is for the title. Have they even announced that yet? Not that I am aware of. I know they announced they were facing each other. I didn't hear anything about it being for the championship. Well, let's find out. I guess they've written, they've, uh, let's see, have they wrestled before? No. Yeah, it's for the championship. Well, that stinks. <laughs> yep. Yep, it's for the AEW World Championship. Yeah, because I think Tanahashi actually did say something about that, that like he was, wanted to get that championship because somebody wasn't like, someone wasn't properly representing it or something. So, yeah, we already know that how that's going to end. Right. So, now, if they want to impress the fuck out of me, fucking put Tanahashi over. Clean. Put him over clean. That will impress the fuck out of me. Even but, if he's just transitional, it's at least something that I didn't see coming. Or yeah, or make it make it not for the title. Yeah, right. put a put a stipulation in there, like maybe next week or something. Because when is Forbidden Door anyway? It it's, is a few weeks away. It is on June twenty fifth. Yes. So. Wait, that's only ten days away. Yeah. So. Should be interesting. I don't even know if I'm going to be allowed to watch it. <laughs> She'll be like, why are you spending $60 on that shit? Um, but I just use it as a business expense for the podcast. Well done. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically it is. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, get rid of the world title stipulation in that match, and then it'll be fun. Make it just for honor instead of the, for gold. Like, yeah, do one yeah. of those gimmicks. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. Well, he did say, like, he was like, I'm not going to show up for that, you know, last week. So maybe he's going to come out next Wednesday and be like, you know, he'll come out and be like, he's like, well, I'll do the match, but I'm, it's not for my title, you know. And then then I'll then it'll be a good match because then I'm not going to know who's going to win. You know what I mean? Right. I think they'll still put MJF over, but. Because they don't want their champion to look weak. So the only way they could do that and make him not look weak is if they had Adam Cole come out and cause him the loss. But then I think that dilutes that whole match. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So to quote but, The well, Undertaker, this match must remain pure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, what the fuck do I know? I'm just some fucking luchador who worked in the Indies. I don't know shit about shit. Right. So, whatever. Well, we had Sky Blue versus Tony Storm, which, in my not-so-humble opinion, is the battle of the best shorts in wrestling versus the second best shorts in wrestling. I'll let you all make your own rankings. <laughs> That's funny. It was okay. The match was okay. Yeah, like, for... Sky Blue looked fine. Like, she's still very, very young, very much yeah. learning. And she looked good. 
I, I really, you know who I really like to watch? It's not because I'm being creepy about it. It's just because she's fun to watch work is Billy Starks. I like watching Billy Starks. I think she's great. Yeah. She's no Tessa Blanchard, but. Who is? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People will be like, Tessa was mean to people, but I'm just like, it's a fucking wrestling industry. Like the only thing she did wrong is if she made a racial slur and that's not okay. There's rumors she did. I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm sure she probably did, but I'm saying that's the part of it that's not okay. The part of it that is a is fine is a, like don't get pissy about someone fucking being. That's the that's wrestling business, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Everyone just gets so goddamn. They all my feelings got hurt by them in the back. It's like. It's fucking bad. Deal with it. It's fucking wrestling. It sucks, but it's what it is. It's like that right. in the indies, like, too. You should be used to that. You know? Like, all right, don't talk to that person. There, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Go on collision. That's what people are going to do to get away from people they don't want to work with. So, I'm sure Tony will let you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, the main event, we had Bucks and Hangman versus Blackpool Combat Club. The Blackpool which... Blackpool Comedy Club. Which it was all the things. Yeah, it was fine. And this is the part where I get taken out of it. Of so there were like tags are not enforced, DQs are not enforced, countouts are not a thing. It it really is like they're playing no mercy, but they set everything to hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which uh, speaking of which, that game's coming out pretty soon. I think it comes out with the 23rd. Yeah, Fight Forever, you pre-ordered it, yes? I have not pre-ordered it yet because I can't pre-order the a physical copy. I'm still a physical game, physical copy of a game person. As like, you should be. I don't like the whole digital cloud bullshit because what happens when I fucking lose my gamer tag or something happens and I can't get access to my gamer tag? You know that I mean? happened to one of my friends recently. I can't remember... He had like a thousand dollars worth of music on this one service, and then the service was bought out, so it just went away. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, th- I was thinking the whole thing with Disney Plus. We're like, okay, but if Disney Plus ceases to be, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I've we we bought a lot of digital movies on Vudu and stuff, um, but I'm getting to that point now where I I'm gonna stop doing that. <laughs> the only time I do it now is when it's like a five dollars. You know, what I mm-hmm. mean, it's like a four. I want to watch a movie, and I can't go rent movies anymore unless I go to the Red Box and they don't have old movies. No, so I can either rent the movie on Vudu for three ninety nine. Or I can buy it for four ninety nine. I might as well just fucking spend the extra dollar and have it again if I want to watch it, which most of the stuff I buy, I watch multiple times. But like I really want to watch Evil Dead Rise again. It's like and it's on it's on Voodoo right now. You know, I can buy it digital. But it's coming out in like a week and a half or something on four K whatever. So I'm just gonna wait. We bought the Mario movie. We bought a physical copy of that. Um, oh, the newest one? Yeah. I liked it. We have a we have a physical copy of the old one too, like with with <laughs> Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, because my wife likes that movie. She makes fun, fun of fucking wrestling, 
makes fun of me for liking <laughs> wrestling, but she likes that fucking movie. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, like this isn't fair. Yeah. So I heard. Do you know why all the cars are electric in the dinosaur world? Okay. Why? The idea is the dinosaurs didn't go extinct, so they didn't become what would be used as fossil fuels. So everything had to be electric in Dino World. Uh, okay. That Which, reminds me. I don't me know of... if that's true or not, but I thought it was clever. It reminds me of uh, that video game Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Where all the when you're in the the prehistoric world, and all the humans are all like are all like neanderthals with the lizards are all like high tech and shit and have like fucking huge devices and and all that like that's what it reminds me of i don't know why so any who won the match um the last match i did see wheeler wheeler Yuta did some cool ass shit in that match yeah he did i like wheeler Yuta. he's, I he's probably he... one of my favorite people on the roster right now i would love to see him put on a little more size I'm not saying get to Brian Cage, but just, <laughs> he needs a little more size on him, in my opinion. But no, he's developing really, really well. Yeah. He needs and to he's be... around great people to learn from. Yeah. He needs to... I don't know. I don't think he needs to, like... You know, my perf like the perfect size wrestler that I say, like, I look at the guy and I'm like, this guy's the size I would expect out of a wrestler. Fucking yep. ca- Cowboy James Storm. Oh, he was... Yep, that's fair. Cowboy James Storm is like, you know, he's not like fucking ripped. He's not a bodybuilder, but he looks. He's got a little bit of like fat to him, but he looks like he whoops somebody's ass in a bar. And that's what I, that's what I like to see out of wrestlers. I want to, I want to see him. I want to see a wrestler that looks like he can whoop my ass if I see him in a bar and I call his mom a fucking slut. You know, know, he turns around and just belts me one. That's, that's what a wrestler should look like. But so no, who, I totally don't remember who won. I don't even think there was a winner because all of a sudden Eddie Kingston comes out. He has a little showdown with Moxley. Um, Takshida comes out. He had a little showdown with Kenny. Yeah. And oh, we ended with um, Will Ospreay returning to attack Kenny Omega. Yeah, there was a lot of craziness going on in the end of that match. Which like Kenny appears to have a lot of enemies. Yeah. Well, I, I actually I didn't get to watch any of that match because I was fucking editing. I was editing right up until spaces. I got to watch when I was rotoscoping. I put my phone on underneath my computer here so I could mm-hmm. watch AEW on Hulu Live while I was editing and I, while I was rotoing because you can roto is just a real tedious like move something move it over move a frame move something over move a frame it's tedious but you can like listen and still pay attention so that's what i did so i didn't get to see the end of that match do you want to hear my uh my booking go for it okay so you know envision this in ring segment with sting we talked a little bit about this yesterday he announces his retirement but is interrupted by mjf MJF doesn't give a shit about his retirement. Sting says he has one dance left in him and he wants the AEW heavyweight title. MJF refuses and says, well, you know, you're too old, but if you want it, you're going to have to earn it. Sting says, fine, what do I have to do? 
he says all you have to do is beat one guy and the opportunity is yours but you can't just beat him you have to earn it you have to fight this guy and a sting retires early match sting says fine who do i have to beat a guy who wants it just as much as you do sad boys ring music hits right okay mjf waves goodbye leaves the ring darby allen doesn't want to fight sting insists because he wants this opportunity darby and sting fight for sting style opportunity and for his own retirement match happens exceptionally brutal because the you know physical in spot is when uh sad boy goes for a coffin drop sting moves puts sad boy in a scorpion deathlock uh sad boy won't tap out mjf throws throws sting a chain to wrap around his leg as a painful leverage tactic for the thing you know just to see if just to kind of like see what he'd do sting won't do it obviously uh darby makes it to the ropes we get a whip to the ropes referee bumps sting uh, uh plants darby with the scorpion death drop uh ref is still out mjf nails sting with his ring or whatever it is he uses uh darby doesn't notice but goes for the coffin drop and hesitation sting um kicks uh moves out of the way puts darby in the death lock mjf is losing his shit ref wakes up the sad boys tap out there's an aew compelling storyline right there, there it is look at that you know how long it took me to write that up 10 minutes not even <laughs> i wrote that idea in three minutes it's not hard <laughs> it's not hard that's why you know what I think that's 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 a, like I had an idea a while back about someone was asking me like what would you do with Rey Mysterio and you know Rey Mysterio is kind of not this is I think back in twenty this is before Ray left the first time right and Callisto was there we were talking about him earlier yeah Callisto fucking like uh, turns on Ray he like their luchador friend blah blah, blah turns on Ray and like he's like doing that whole thing and then there's like an honor thing and Ray's like. And at the end, they they fight back and forth, and Calista's using all these awful heel tactics with Lucha House Party. They're all picking on Rey Mysterio because he's the fucking guy that won't go away and give them their spot, you know. And then it ends with a fucking match at WrestleMania between Callisto and Rey, which you know would be fucking amazing. Yes, it would. And fucking ends with like, um, Calista uh, Callisto goes over clean. The other luchadors they try to get involved and callisto tells them and they get sent to the back callisto doesn't want them involved then it becomes a fucking actual match between two guys um callisto goes over ray passes the torch and at the end they fucking embrace him it'd be fucking great it'd be such good storytelling like that <laughs> it's not hard <laughs> and as soon as i came up with that idea callisto left i'm like god damn it <laughs> You know, one of my favorite lines that was ever said by a trainer of some sort was he just looks over and goes, man, most people make this shit look easy. Somehow you're making it look hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking um, when Ophidian was here, when we were doing stuff for the season. He was like, he's like, I don't understand because we were talking about like kendo shots and we were talking about all that stuff because all the injuries that Ophidian's had over the years, which is why he doesn't really wrestle anymore. He got out before he could, before it became a problem, um, which is smart. He's like, I've had, I've had this many injuries. I do not want to get to the point where I can't fucking move. Like if you ever watch Mick Foley walk, 
Oh, it's it's fucking it's horrible. That's his own fault for doing those crazy elbows, though, out yeah. to the floor, um, landing on his hip. He, like if he, he said, if he could balance on the top rope, he'd have done it from there. And all I can think is, well, thank God you couldn't. No shit, he'd be dead. Right, like you'd be have you'd have a fake fucking hip at like thirty. Yeah. Um. Like I know the joke is only grandma and granddad break their hip, but if you drop it from that high, yeah, yeah, because he wasn't a slender reed. You know, there's a lot of weight to drop down when he was cat. I mean, he was a lot slim, smaller than he is now. But there was still a fuck ton of weight. Like he was a big meaty guy. Yeah, even he was. then, and he could have. You know, that's a lot of weight to drop. I remember fucking him telling stories about Terry Funk being like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're gonna kill yourself." Like. <laughs> When Terry Funk is telling you to dial it back, right. maybe you should dial it back. Uh, still one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to, Terry Funk. He, I just read this in his book. When he was Chainsaw Charlie, they designed the chainsaw so it would shoot out sparks. And the problem is, it was also leaking gas. So... <laughs> Shit. He knows it's leaking. Like he says, I can smell it. It's falling down my arm. But I couldn't get the damn sparks to light. And the whole time you're reading it going, well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're aware, but fire and gas is not a good combination. Well, I mean, you know, look what the stuff he did in fucking for uh, uh, Onita. Right. You know, like got crazy fucking shit he and fucking jacked it over there. Dude, um, speaking of gas and fire, did you hear about that fan that drove like 700 miles to see some e-girl and he lit her car on fire? Yeah, like he found her address and she was like a streamer or something. Yeah. And he fucking, yeah, that's fucked up. I am so lost. What possesses someone who considers themselves a fan to do something like that? Like... <laughs> I've never understood Paul McCartney. It's like, I love this man so much, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. They're fucking, like, fucking John Lennon. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes, Paul McCartney's yeah. still with us. Yeah, Paul McCartney's still around. Or that was the person that went after George Harrison. Or the dude who went after Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. It's like, what, huh? Like, I... I don't know what crossed in your head, but this is not what loving something looks like. Well, those people were sick anyway. You know, like they were just mentally fucking disturbed. So, yeah, and sometimes you just, I mean, that's a big reason why people aren't as accessible now as they used to be. Because right. people are fucking crazy. Yeah, you people know? are weird. That's the one thing that I... Like, I'm a big dude, and I can take care of myself, and it's, so it's not like I'm too worried about it, but, like, you know, what the fuck happens if I ever get, like, famous enough, you know? Like, I know that, you know, other people I know that had stalkers and stuff that have, from the entertainment industry, that have to fucking deal with that shit, and it's like, to me, like, the first thing that pops in my head is, like, come and, come, come bring it, motherfucker, you know? Like, but, <laughs> right. but the other like, part of me is, like, do I fucking need to fucking hire somebody to keep people fucking away? But it's, I'm not nearly to that point yet, but I mean, who knows what the happens going to happen with the show. 
it's like, and then I got to protect my family, you know? So there's that too. That's a weird fucking people are just nuts. Yeah, they are just fucking crazy. And you have to be real careful about who you let in. I'm they're like, I have fan, like some of my fans have been messaging me and stuff. They want to send me stuff, but they told me to make sure that they don't want my actual address. They're like, like Hey, PO box. Yeah. They're like, do you have a PO box or something? And I'm like, so those people, I'm like, okay, I trust you a little bit more to know that you don't want my physical address. I'm like, right, you're at least smart enough address. to know that. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple people that know my physical address, but it's like, it's not, I mean, it's not like you can't just look that shit up. Although most of them <laughs> don't know my real name, so it helps. Um, but, which the beauty part of being a luchador in a mask, um, <laughs> I, I can, aside from my tattoo, I can fucking go out anywhere I want without my mask on and no one's going to know it's me. Um, that was always the part that blew my mind when they said Mil Mascaris couldn't walk down the street. And I'm just thinking, yeah, you can. Just don't wear the mask. I don't know, man. He Put had a very, baggy shirt. He had very distinct body features, though. Like he was a that's like, fair. He was a big, beefy, big, beefy Mexican, like muscle-bound Mexican, and and he was tall. Like you're not super tall, but for I mean, you know. Generally, I'm gonna look up exactly how tall he is. You know, it's still yeah, not still. Mil Mascaris is almost six feet tall. Okay, it does blow my mind. I I just saw a movie poster. It was El Santo, and then the rest was Spanish, but it looked like versus the invaders. Yeah, something along those lines. It amazes me that El Santo, Blue Demon Junior, their masks were so plain. Yeah. but became so iconic yeah like yep. the masks of today are so much more intricate than those were well it's like for the longest time i was wearing a dr wagner jr mask i mean that's like my favorite mask you know and i like dr wagner jr so it was like i was like and someone kind of got gave me a little bit of shit about it they were like why are you wearing a dr wagner jr mask and i'm like why I'm like, Does I like it. Well, I told him flat out, I go, I'm just trying to honor the guy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's like, I'm, and as soon as I said that, they shut up real quick. But at first, I was going to be like, the first, my first response was, so you'll ask me stupid fucking questions. That was, <laughs> that was my first response. And then I was like, I can't be that guy anymore. That's, that's what, that's what shoot, you know, my shoot self, like, outside of the mask would do right just you know just be just like hand the question to gloria and let her do what she does dude i will not i that's not a good idea like <laughs> i that's another thing about me being doing the show and being the person that i am now it's been very good for me i'm a much better person now for what i do because i you know, at first it was hard. I had to force myself into being like understanding, open-minded. You know, I was never an asshole. Like I was always like cool with everybody and I, their choices and things like that. But I had to, I had to make a conscious effort to make sure that I didn't slip up and say something bad. You know, like you know, because I'm from the fucking '80s. You know, like I, you know, 
I'll, I'll say shit a certain way and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't roll the same way as it did back then. So I've had to really train myself to be um, understanding and conscious about people's feelings around me. So this has been a very good for me as a person. I, I actually like myself a hell of a lot more now than I ever did. Cause I feel like now I feel like I'm not that guy. I'm not going to, I go out of my way to not offend people before I didn't offend people. But if I accidentally offended someone, I was like, whatever, get over it. Now I'm just like, I go out of my way to make sure, you know, it, it's professionally, it's a good idea to do that. But also just personally, I just, it feels better to not, just, it feels better for people. And I've had people come up to me and say this to me that I've been a positive influence on them. And that dude, that when I heard that, I was like, holy fuck, like, that's, that's awesome. That's a great feeling to know that like people look to you and know that, that they can watch your shit. You know, they can watch you do what you do and feel safe about it. You know what I mean? You know, two of my absolute favorite quotes I've ever heard was number one, are you a person that you would want to know? Yeah. And number two was, and this is whenever people let stuff get to them. Did you really have a bad day or did you have a bad 10 minutes and then you thought about it for the rest of the day? <laughs> yeah, those are good quotes. <laughs> like, And funny enough, the one who said the last one, he was a military vet. He was missing both legs, one arm, Jesus. and his four middle fingers. Poor bastard. He took up surfing. Hang 10. That's exactly what he said. Because we said, you know, what inspired surfing? You're, And he's from, like, he's from Nebraska. He had never seen the ocean until he went <laughs> in, in the military. And his exact words, well, all I can do for the rest of my life is hang loose, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I'm sure he got the line from someone else, but just seeing that and you're like, dude, I have no right to complain anymore. Like, yeah. here's this guy, happy as could be, no legs, one arm gone, four, three fingers gone, like, and he's happy. What excuse do I have? Like, so someone was rude to you on the subway? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a big problem of mine, too. And, like, this is all real talk, I guess, but... <laughs> It's just we've abandoned it, the hijinks at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> um I let industry people get to me too much. Because I'm new to the industry, I don't exactly know how it works all the time. So, I I I'm not guarded enough. Because I I feel like I'm a good person, you know? And so when I talk to people, I treat people like I would want to be treated. I'm friendly and nice and open and I want to chat and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, everybody's happy and everyone's buddies. You know, that's how I that's how I want people to treat me. So that's how I treat other people. And but in this industry. There's a it's so fucking weird, dude, and I'm learning this like it's not it's probably not as heightened. Well, I'm sure it's not as heightened as like other people deal with. But just, I've dealt with people in the industry that are just dicks. And for no reason. Like, and there's people that don't like me because I, and I don't know why, because I've never done anything to anybody. 
Um, there's just people that don't like me and I don't know, they don't like me because I'm too fucking positive and they don't like positive people or because, but, but yeah, the end, I don't know why, but the industry, it's so fucking weird, man. And I, it's hard for me to, I have a couple of friends that are in the industry, not wrestling industry, but the entertainment industry that I feel like I can talk to about shit. They're about, they're a little higher level than me in the industry, but, um, but I like to like talk to them and be like, you know, Hey, you know, is this a thing? Is this how people act? How do I need to act towards these people? And everyone always tells me like, not everyone, everybody, but I always get the thing where it's like, well, you need to be guarded. And I'm like, why does it have to be that way? Right. Like we're all trying to make cool shit. Yeah. We're all trying to be like, that's, and even my wife, she's like, she tells me too all the time. She's like, don't fucking treat these people like that. You're their friend. You know, because you're not friends. And I'm like, but why does it have to fucking be that way? I don't like that. I go, I don't feel like I need to change the who I am as a person. Being a friendly fucking guy who likes to have friends and joke around. And, you know, just because the industry says that I shouldn't. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. So it, so I let, and it's hard. Like I said, and the whole point is, is I let industry people get to me sometimes more than I should. It's because, well, one, my feelings get hurt real easily. Like I'm, I, I need thicker skin, and I've got a little bit thicker skin than I used to, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I get so upset where I'm just like, I don't even want to be involved in this shit anymore. I'm just gonna do my own thing and play fucking Xbox and just fuck off, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but like, but I, but. I think about the people that actually do appreciate me and stuff, but it's, it, but like I said, it's weird with industry people because I don't know exactly. I don't know where it's like, I have friends. I'm like, do I text these people too much? You know, like it's, I know now I'm like, so I always, when I talk to them, I'm just like, Hey, I'm very, very sorry for bothering you. But one of the things I do when I text is it's not even trying to be annoying. It's just that when something pops in my head about a specific person or an idea or something, I have text and text them because if I, if I don't, I'll forget, you know what I mean? Or if I have a question and I need something like answered or whatever, I don't expect an immediate fucking answer, but it's like, if I don't ask now, I'm not going to remember to ask later. Right. So I, I constantly will text like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. You know? And then I, don't hear anything for a while and then it pops into my head again and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna ask him that. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so like sometimes I'm like, ah fuck, I'm probably annoying these mother these fucking people and I don't want to do that. Cause like I said, there's been a lot of people, I'll say 90% of the people that I've met in the industry have been super fucking rad. 90%. 10% have not been so rad. They've been very shitty. I don't like that. <laughs> but yeah i don't know that's real talk that's real talk with fantastico about the entertainment industry be guarded don't fucking change who you are for the for people though you know what i mean don't do that i'm not gonna do that like i told i told my wife that i'm like i'm not changing because the end because because like everybody i talk to i'm friendly with them i think every, you know everyone's my friend you know what I mean? Like I'm friends with you until you're shitty and then right. my feelings get hurt. And then I don't talk to you that much. Occasionally I'll reach back out and say, Hey, you know, how's it going? Because I don't like 
that shit. I'm not, I don't, I don't. Anyway, I'm done talking about that now. <laughs> so anyway, that was the week in wrestling. And uh, we're going to plug the app. Yeah, see, I knew where you were going. I knew where you were doing. <laughs> so uh, check out the Troma Now app, $5 a month. Uh, you can watch Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater season one for Troma Now. Season two for Troma Now comes out in about a month and a half now. Um, the the season premiere is August 1st, and the first episode will go up on the Troma Now app. And uh, you'll get that. You know what's also cool this year? And I've been playing with this just because it's fun. It's not because I'm trying to be a copycat, but it, it's something that I enjoy. Like with Joe Bob's show, it's something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. They have the countdown until yep. it starts. Well, I can do that now. We actually shot a long segment of nothing okay. <laughs> so that I could put a, count, a timer on there so people can actually go on the Troma Now app and they'll be able to punch up the timer. Oh, nice. If they want to, like, it's not going to air live. It may later if we, if the, whatever I want to do is going to happen. It may happen next season. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, so like now you'll be able to click on the fucking intro timer. So like if you're planning on watch, because I do the watch alongs and stuff with them oh, yeah. on like the, it's like the first, I usually do them on the first Saturday of the month because I don't want to, I, I probably, I try to do, I'll do them on Fridays if Joe Bob's not on. And if he's going to be on, I'll do them on the following Saturday because I don't want to like deter people from watching Joe Bob because I watch Joe Bob and I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> so, um, so I don't expect anyone else to if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch it. Um, plus, at plus, that point, you're just splitting an audience. Yeah, that and well, there's not. No, I don't think I'm splitting anything, dude. I'm not quite there yet. I'm well, not. No, it's close. not. <laughs> okay, one audience <laughs> is larger than the other, but why make them choose when they can't have both? Right, and I'm not gonna do that because, like I said, I'm not gonna fucking. Like you're yeah. not NXT. Yeah, and my show doesn't air live, so you can watch it anytime. You don't have to, at least for now. You don't have to watch, you know, and like Saturdays, I don't like doing it on Saturdays because Sven Gooley's on and I don't want to fucking deter anyone from watching Sven because right. Sven's rad, you know, um, but so you know, I, try I did. I did absolutely love when Triple H did the whole, we're not using NXT to mess with AEW's numbers. Like, yes, you are. Yeah, you're bullshit. such a liar. Yeah, you're lying through your teeth, bro. And here's <laughs> the worst part. If you're not, you should be. Because that's just good business sense. Yeah, that's that's competing business, which is what wrestling lacks. Um, you can imagine how much they would step up the fucking the fucking storytelling and shit if like AEW decided to put go head to head with Raw. Right. You know that that shit will fucking pick up. Um, I almost wish they would because it got interesting when TNA tried to do that too for that like two weeks that they did it. <laughs> it still blows my mind. TNA had 3 million viewers at one point for that show. Yeah. Like, so they're there. The audience is out there. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, I think, I didn't write it down because it wasn't really part of the show. It was just plugging her TikTok. Like, 88 million followers on TikTok? Holy fuck a doodle do. Which just, well, there's clearly an audience. Is there 88 million people that have TikTok? Holy shit. Well, it's Chinese. I'm sure at least a billion. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, I don't, because if anyone's going to steal my information and spy on me, it's going to be the good old US of A. <laughs> you know, they're already doing that. <laughs> um, oh, I'm very close to the NSA building. Believe me, every now and then it's like, 
to my lovely NSA listeners who aren't. I want to be like, everybody's going to be attacking each other with coleslaw, and there's going to be a giant basket of bread that's going to have, like, one moldy piece in it. Yeah. Just to throw them off. Um, Oh, I know for a fact, if they've ever bugged me, they've never taken that out. And I guarantee every week they just come in, guys, we got the new Jason. We got the new Hilton. We got it. Look, man, guys, I'm telling you, he's driving down the road, right? He's singing Britney Spears, but he's listening to Metallica. Like Something's it's not stirring the Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, no, it's not even the same rhythm. <laughs> it's, and it's like the, there's you have an office specifically for you, and someone comes out and is like, nah, it's just Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, like you're gonna be able to um you're gonna be able to watch uh, the countdown. So um before we do the watch alongs like usually we do them at 9 p.m eastern i try to bump them up to 10 for like the west coast people that want to watch that way they're not watching like six in the evening because people have shit to do so it's just like if i can move it to like 10 then you can start up the timer at nine on troma now and you have a timer running that's really cool and i'll have a little bit of i'll have my buddies write some tunes for it and and all that cool shit and then uh so the soundtrack for season two for the crowdfund people mm-hmm. it's turning out really cool you heard the two new songs i wrote oh yeah what i've oh, heard sounds song. great it's one song but it's two versions like acoustic version and a regular version and then you'll have lucha side which was the end theme for last year and then you'll have um i'm work i've worked out a deal uh i've got to get it solidified i'm it's it's verbally okay now i just gotta basically just fire it but um i'm trying to get i talked to dylan mars greenberg about getting the shakespeare shitstorm's theme song which is actually catchy as fuck it's a really good song and uh so i just got to get that finalized um reptilicus by jonah ray is on the soundtrack um falling in love by hellbender is on the soundtrack um el loco by eric butts which is really super cool because i'm on the fucking cover art for that song <laughs> so, so which is really cool so he's gonna be on there and so that'll it'll be it'll be pretty cool i'm i'm excited to but that's the problem the only thing is is that's that's not going to be for sale so maybe i could make a spotify list later but at first it's going to be um it's going to be all just for the people that got that soundtrack digital download tier for uh kickstarter and then after that i'll send everybody over to the list so that the, they can get paid for plays on Spotify or whatever. So, but yeah, so there you go. I've got that. And then I'm trying to, think. oh yeah, other announcements. So there is a movie, po- a, a season poster in the works um, that'll be out sometime. It's going to be drawn by uh, uh, TJ Denton, who does all you know, all the Joe Bob comic book cover. Art, he's doing a Fantastico season five poster. And it's gonna be really fucking cool. Um, it's gonna have like elements from every single episode in it, which I'm really excited. He's very excited about it too. He's like, oh, that's all, all kinds of cool stuff we can do with that. Um, t-shirts. Uh, there's gonna be a whole new line of season two t-shirts coming out on 
on the um, Fantastico Gear Etsy account. Um, they're not expensive. They're actually really good quality shirts. Um, I don't make a fuck ton of money off of them. I make enough to cover shipping, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I just kind of, I, I price them to the lowest I can possibly price them so that I don't lose money. And and if it's if it's still too high, I will actually lower the price even more, and I will take a hit, a little bit of a hit. Um, so, but but there's a crowd. There's a specific crowdfund shirt coming out. That's o- that's only going to be for the crowdfund backers that got the tier. Um, and then there is going to be a new one, like one of the shirts I've released. It's a, and I'll, I can tell you what it is. I'll put a poster up of it later, or a picture of it up of later. But it's the swear jar. It says yeah. Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater. And then there's the swear jar, and it has a fucking dollar bill, a Canadian dollar bill a peso and an iou above it (laughs) and then and then down below it it just has like ampersand fucking at hashtag percentage like like swearing (laughs) so that's like one of the new shirts that's going to come out which i'm really i thought it was a lot of fun to do that um and we've got like the regular shirts we've got the og shirts up not the og from raw but the og like the original the original uh fantastic stuff yeah and then i think we're gonna have like maybe two more shirts up so there'll be a lot of really cool stuff and and the hellbender stuff it'll be oh there's uh, a couple people got the hellbender tier on the crowdfund that's in the works too that should be starting to get sent out here in the next probably in by the premiere date i would assume i'll be able to start getting that stuff sent out so there you go that's information that's the best I do but August 1st is the premiere I hope everyone enjoys it I just finished editing the majority of it today Um, I gotta go back through and um, do some audio stuff to it and it's fun it's a really fun episode it's fucking wacky (laughs) (laughs) so it has some weird elements in it but it's also wacky and and this is probably the most lighthearted episode of the season because as the season goes, it gets darker and darker and darker, as you know, because you oh, film some of it. <laughs> and it it comes to a conclusion where it leads into the next season. So it ends on a cliffhanger, like fucking Dallas, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Um, and like, but who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched again the other day with my kid. Kid had never seen it before, and I had to explain to him what a cliffhanger was and what Dallas was because he didn't know. So, anyway, that's it for me. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about before we go? I do not. No. All right. I'm good. Groovy. Well, everybody, have a uh, great day. Check out Troma now. Um, And don't forget, you can send us like fan mail if you want to. Um, you can send it to us in either turtlenecks or my DM on Twitter. And, you know, we'll, we can read some fan mail on the air. That'll be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing I was going to talk to you about. So what do you think about doing? Anyway, you know what? I'll, I'm not going to spoil that. We'll talk about that after we go off the air here. Okay. So, all right, everybody. Have a great night. Take it sleazy. And uh, spay and neuter your pets. Just don't tell them because they might run from you before you take them to the vet. <laughs> I know I would. All right. Take care, everybody. This is Fantastico.
and Jason the Turtleneck Hilton. This is headlocks, headlines, headlines, headlocks, and hijinks. I always fucking get them turned around. We have all the words, just not the order. Yeah, who fucking cares? I've had like four beers. All right, take care, everybody. <laughs>